Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. Top studio, Boomer Science and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Thursday morning. Boomer having the rest of the week off down in the Dominican Republic golfing. He sent a picture to me and Al of the scenery that he's got, a pool, a golf course, and the ocean. And I'm so tired of seeing these pictures because I've got my wife and daughters down in Florida. Boomer is out in the Dominican Republic and they're sending me these. Like, I understand the weather's nice. Like, you sending me that picture does nothing for me. Nothing. Like, I'm glad that you're having a good time, but for me, I'm just like, okay, great. There's sun in the Dominican Republic. Tremendous. It's like when people, when it's really cold out, people take a picture of their the thermometer in their car and put it out. I already knew that. I already knew it was that temperature. But anyway, I'm glad Boomer's having a great time. So that means Jerry is here again. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. I'm with you. I'm not uh, I'm not in the Dominican Republic. I'm not in, from hell, I'll be in Minnesota in about seven hours. <laughs> Makes it even worse, actually. Send those pictures to Boomer. I'll pass. Yeah. Uh, well, here's what you have to do. When you go on vacation, you got to return the favor. See, I won't. That's all. See, I won't do that, though. Right, because, well, then don't complain. Be, no, because that, well, the thing is, I won't. Because then I'm doing what what I hate. Right, because it's not going to stop, though. Yeah, well, it's perfect. Perfect, perfect. Look at this. Look at the weather. Look what I'm seeing, and you're not. Yeah, I know. And Al brought up a good point. He's like, you know, next time that they get a hurricane down there, I'm just going to take a picture of how everything is nice <laughs> and serene in August on Long Island and be like, ooh, <laughs> look at this. No wind. By the way, here's another advantage to having a Samsung Galaxy. No longer am I included in those. Oh, really? I don't have to see those photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it would, it would annoy me. Well, you can get photos, you can't get videos in the group text message. Yeah, I know, but I feel like Boomer's completely eliminated from the group text. Yes, he kind of has. Which yeah. is totally fine, too. The group text thing is just yeah, It gets brutal. tough. Oh, God. I've, I have friends who, they will start a group text that will start with a basic question and six hours later it's still going and yeah i mute them very quickly because i know how it's going to go yeah you got to mute the conversation Good lord yeah oh. and then now that you have the little options to go like and heart and ha ha it gets even worse because then your phone just goes yeah because if someone says something that's mildly funny it gets 50 for sure in the group text and, and, and listen the fact that we get up at two thirty, three o'clock in the morning that's our problem i get yeah. it 
But when the text message, the texting's going on at 9, 9.30. And I'm not like one of these people where I'm going to set the phone to only accept communication from like one person. I don't trust it. Yeah. I know I should. I don't. So it's like I keep the phone on. Yeah, but see, that's not good. I know. That's why I mute the conversation. I used to do flat out do not disturb, but then I was worried if there was some sort of emergency. Yeah, exactly. Then all of a sudden, I'm just sleeping right through it. Correct. And I wake up and society has collapsed. Yeah, it's certainly possible. Get in the car, <laughs> the entire neighborhood mm-hmm. is, is on fire. Uh, all right, so uh, plenty of sports to talk about. But one thing I just I want to make sure, because there are... There, I have an inner circle of people that I uh, work with, I care about, and sometimes I feel like I got to check on okay. those people. You know, you, yeah. know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. So there's just things you hear, things you feel. I feel like I'm a perceptive person, and I and I, if, if you were having a rough day, I would check in on you. If my best friends were having a rough day, people I went to high school with, I'm probably having a rough day. I need to check in on them. So I'm just doing just a just a quick temperature check on Al Dukes because of what's going on with Whimsy. In his home. Because mm. he was cleaning up dog urine this morning oh. on his carpet. Oh. And then he came in and he put CeeLo through a meat grinder today. Now, I was laughing. I, I was laughing during this with CeeLo going, all right, Al, like, I, I just, I don't, I don't know what to say. I get it. <laughs> you don't get it. No, 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 I get it. You don't get it. And then just knowing where he was, and then yesterday we had a live show meeting, and he's he's snapping at Eddie, and he's just... <laughs> <laughs> so, like... <laughs> so I'm doing this. I really am. Like, you might think, like, it's a joke. I really want to know. I'm doing it on the air because it's more interesting. But I really want to know if you're... If, if everything is okay, and if there's anything we can do as your friends and colleagues to get you through this whimsy prednisone drinking and peeing that sucks, by period. The way. I know because I've been through God, it. I talked sucks. to him about it yesterday. This period of your life where I Ugh. feel like you're, you're you're edgy. You're really edgy. I'm edgy because, as you said, I've protected my life to have zero <laughs> problems. In yeah, yeah. I mean, I've painstakingly done this my entire life, and I went and got a dog, and <laughs> no one talked me out of it. I know I was at that time where people couldn't really talk me out of it. You were into it. You I was are. into it. You yeah. were, but. In My fairness, goodness. we did that podcast, and every day you were looking at different breeds. You yes. really wanted yeah, to do it. Yeah, I got locked it. in. You did. I and there did. Was, no one was going to change your mind. That's true. But the problem for you is you've dealt with medical issues with the dog, and this one stinks. Yeah. Well, it's, listen, people have dealt with a lot worse. That's the other oh, thing. Oh, for sure. You know, but, but we're talking about you. We're not talking about Right, exactly. They always say God only gives you the problems you can... Oh, come on. Yeah. That's the biggest load of crap I've ever in my life. Sure is. Give me a break. Yeah. God. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. You can't handle any of this. No, exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> God's testing my limits. It's very simple. A dog peeing in the house is my limit. Is there more positive or negative with whimsy? And, and, and be honest. Be honest? The negative. There's more negative. The dogs just lay there. They don't do anything. <laughs> I mean, the positive is she does get me out of the house and I walk around. Yeah. And, and you saved her life. And I get exercise and I'm, I'm providing a nice home for her. Yeah. And see someone I just randomly talk to instead of talking to myself, but it's not doing n- enough for it's you. It's not like a lot of people go way overboard with what dogs do in their lives. Ah, I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say, 
for because and I, I hate when I I do this. Like I, I'm thinking about what someone would tweet, but I'm I'm just going to do this because Al takes tremendous care of Whimsies. So don't people be like, oh, you yes. know, oh, you're absolutely. not taking care of the dog, you a hole. You just spent like, five thousand dollars on an MRI. Six, right? Six. He six. takes Sorry. tremendous care of Whimsy. He's just annoyed by having to do it, but he does it. And this dog is not neglected. This dog has a tremendous home. So anybody who's yeah. thinking that, just stop right now. But. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it. I mean, it's sort of affecting all of us now too. You know, I mean, when when whimsy is not right, Al is not right, and then all of us are kind of not right. You know, it's a it's a domino effect. It can be sure, especially when she's getting up at ten and twelve, and and he's got to get up at two. Yeah, she, there's no sense of any continuous sleep. Oh, I guess I have it. it in a way, I don't want to compare this to having a child, but in a way, it's like having a child. Yeah, but like I and I feel like we have to. Like I'm having this urge to help in some way. Is there a way that I can help? Yeah, go go take the dog from him. No, no, all is good. All is covered. Uh, just uh, you know, I'm a little edgy. No, I know, and I I, I like edgy Al. See, the thing is, it's 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 tough because I love listening to edgy Al. But then when I have to go and then work with Edgy Al, I don't want Edgy Al anymore. You know, like listening to Edgy Al on the warm-up show is tremendous. But then when I walk in and it's actually a human, you know, then, I, then I'm like, damn it! I feel like I got a lot of that out that past hour with CeeLo. Yeah, no, that sounds like relieved. it. Yeah, and, that, and that's, uh, it, 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 to me, it's, I know Jerry hates the topic. There, there is, I have some interest in it. I don't have as much interest in it as you. And I'm talking about the cable bills and the bundles and all of those things. Yeah, but, I have none. But I have, I, I do have some interest in it because it's, it's the future of how I am going to consume these sports. So sure. that's why it's interesting yeah. to me. And that, I know that annoys Al because Al's like, well, you're looking through the lens of the sports fan, but, but I can only look at it personally for me right now. And that's that's why I'm interested in it. It's like, how am I going to handle this yeah. uh, at some point? But but other than that, of course, there's a, I mean, there's so many people that don't care. Right. I mean, I, I'll go the other way. Financially, I'm going to get screwed. I don't care about grandma. I'm going to get screwed when, when it comes right down to it soon. You think? Yeah, of course. Because if you're going to pay, not to do an entire segment on this, but for real, if you're going to pay... If MSG is going to charge thirty bucks a yeah, month, right? If let's uh, say SNY wants to charge twenty dollars a month, let's say Yes wants to charge twenty or thirty dollars a month. Like I want all those, and I, I, I'm going to pay for it right now. I'm getting all that for approximately. I actually pulled up the bill just so I knew what I was talking about. Sure, I get all of that right now for what I decide to choose to pay twenty one dollars a month. Yeah, now you, well, all the other cable channels that you have, what type of service do you have? I have Files. You, so you have Files. I have Files. And you're watching a lot of those channels or not? Could you get rid yeah. of that completely or not? Get rid of what completely? Files just like, well, I wouldn't want to. My okay. cable bill is cheap. But you, I'm not doing this. Okay. I'm not doing this. <laughs> but you, I am not doing this. I'll, I'll, I'll print cool. out my cable bill for but you But you don't you have want. the option to pay $21 a month just to get those. You still have to buy the Files package. Basic cable. Correct. But so then you're adding. It's, so you it's not Do you know what my cable bill is before you shoot your mouth off? But I also my know that you, you can't pay $21 Excuse me for a second. My cable bill is $77 a month. Okay. For everything. Okay. The bulk of my bill is all the additional receivers that I'm too cheap to buy that I rent. And that's my fault that I have six different rooms with, sure. with receivers in right, them. Right. And the internet is a fortune. That's where that's where I really feel like I'm getting ripped off and I can't live without it. The internet's a hundred and I get the giga whatever the hell it's called. 
The internet is $120 a month. Yeah, I think mine's right around there, too. Yeah. So for 200 like, my bill is $260 all in with the internet, with the cable, with the, all the stuff. If I got to start doing a la carte on everything, my bill's going to be exorbitant. It just is. I know. I, I, this, this. <laughs> but, but it's, but it's, it is. Okay, okay, hold but, on. Just for a visual for people. Al was like holding his, pursing his lips. Like, should I do it? Should I not do it? Right. But went, guess what? Yeah. You don't need MSG 12 months out of the year. So you don't have to but pay But I need for it for tour. 10. I do. I need it October until right around June. You don't need S&Y all year round. You don't need. No, yes. I need it for about eight months. You're right. I don't need it yearly, but you need them for the, I mean, these seasons, I enjoy it. You don't, I do. These seasons are really long. Yeah, well, would you consider, like, jumping on on January or February? No, no. You wouldn't consider there are games I want to see. Yeah, I, I, mean, like, I like, yes, call me however big a loser as you want. No, no, no. I like watching Nets Pelicans if I have to in November. I put those games on. I look forward to, yes, Mets Pirates on a Tuesday night in June. Sure, no, I'm you, not going to, I don't want to just... But what about the MSG stuff? Like the so you're not watching a ton of Ranger games. You're not but, watching, but I do. Yeah, okay. I watch them. My son watches the Rangers. But I, I like just the Devils. If this changes that though, like how valuable is it to you? Oh, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even hesitate to get it. Yeah, all right. I, if, especially if I had to. I, of course, I would. Yeah, I mean, there's people in my life that I know for sure wouldn't hesitate, and there's others that I consider sports fans yeah. that that would. This is going to benefit a lot of people, and it's going to hurt a lot of people. It's it, it depends on what you like. Yeah, that's all. That, no, that's true. I mean, there's certain streaming services I could not live without at this For point. For sure. A- absolutely. That have nothing to do with sports. Right. Like, I, you told me I didn't have Netflix. No problem. For other people, that would be a killer for them. Yeah. No, I, honestly, Netflix is one of the things that pops into my head. Right. That's all I did was watch Netflix while my mm-hmm. family was out of I actually town. feel like, and I, I'm going to soon, the minute I get Paramount Plus, I feel like I won't be able to live without that because I know there's a lot of good stuff on that. I haven't got it yet, but I feel yeah. like once I do, I'm going to be in on that too. And I tried to get rid of a couple of these, like uh, like Hulu was one I was trying to get rid of. And sure. then Gina's like, you can't get rid of Hulu. I watch Because there's two shows on it that you like. I, I know. And I'm I, like, what do you mean? That you, you really can't live without that? I mean, you like what you like. I Yeah, I guess. And that's the problem with this is we're all, we all judge it through our own lens. Mm-hmm, of, like, of course. Like, why would you do that? Well, the reason I would do that is because I like that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I think that it's, you know, people are nuts when they're spending a ton of money on sports. Like for the, there's a guy who goes, a local guy who was a Vikings fan that I know, and he went out to that Viking Cowboy game when they lost 40 to 3. Sure. And I'm thinking to myself, like, and he didn't know they were going to lose 40 to 3. But, like, I'm like, how stupid was that? You know, all the but money you don't and the know. flight and everything. But you don't know. But you, but there's a chance you know that they could lose and the Cowboys were a good of team. And the Cowboys always beat the Vikings. And I mean, you're like, ticket prices are, that's a great example, too, of it depends on what you like and what you want to spend your money on. I'm at a point in my life, as much as I love going to games, and I really do, I, I love going to games, I am not spending $225 a ticket to go to X. Yeah. When there's four of us and it's going to cost me $1,000 to walk in the door. Just not doing it. And yeah. then there are other people. Hell, I think Sal spent two years of, uh, of, his, uh, of his salary to go to that Rangers playoff run a couple years ago. I mean, ago. he racked up the right. credit card. Bill. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But if you want to, good for you. Do it. See, go that was it. a point I was going to make with this because there have been people who have adjusted in going to games. For so sure. how many people are going to adjust now? Oh, people they- will adjust. If they have to pay the, you know, the thirty, I know that I'll say you're still doing it, but mentality-wise, for a lot of these people that are looking at this, are going, 
wait a second, you know, if I finally get rid of cable and this is the new world and that's that's what I'm paying for just just the Knicks. Sure. The the Rangers and the Devils. Like that's gonna be a problem for them. I will tell you the one thing that I'm a hundred percent on board with him on, and I, I can't wait for it to happen, is the salary correction. Because these salaries are so bloated and so ridiculous. Just listen to Charles Barkley the other day when he's talking about the twelfth guy in an NBA team that's making three million dollars a year. Yeah. He barely plays. Why? <sighs> but See, really, the salaries are so incredibly out of control. Yep. That I can't wait for because it's insane. I think that the baseball is going to be the most affected by it because I think there's maybe basketball too. It'll be affected, but I don't know if it'll be a major correction because you got to think about all the international money that they are bringing in with basketball. That is just insane. Yeah, and there's fewer players. So that that's another factor as well. And these. I think there'll be a correction. But I think overall, if you look at baseball salaries, the top guys get stupid money. You still have a lot of the younger players that don't make a whole hell of a lot. That's not the case in the NBA. You make the NBA, you are making a lot of money very quickly. Yeah, I mean, that's because there's also not there's not as many players, which true. is another thing. So the, the, the pie is being split up. That's true, too. And so it's, it, it, it's a little bit different. But, yeah, I, I think that th- that will be fascinating to watch. And the first team, before even Al brought up the example of the Pittsburgh Pirates this morning, that was the first team I thought about because I lived out mm-hmm. there and I knew how many people were watching it. I knew it was AT&T Sportsnet and it was something that was Root Sports there for a while, was the original sports network. And I thought about that. Like, right. w- like that. I know people will watch the Penguins out there. Obviously, the Steelers is a different discussion. But the Pirates, like how many people are going to... I wouldn't think many. Yeah. Not when you put out a terrible product like they do. Year in and year out now. Yeah, I mean, it's been a very long time since they have been... Like, the Rays might have to fold. Yeah, I mean, so that that's the thing that's really going to sure. keep an eye on. Like, the, those, and then, well, they might fold or they might move to Nashville or they might move... Right. Like that. I just mean in Tampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're probably going to have to get out of there if, if this, this very continues. Yeah. And even before the Astros went on their run... The Astros had like 0.0 ratings when they were going through that rebuild. Yeah, and yet now you can't even get a ticket to see them play live. Yeah, right, exactly. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast Sports Network. CeeLo back with us. Another gel in the hair day. I think it looks much better than we just let that go. Of course. It looks great. You know, normally when you're waking up in the middle of the night, it's sort of the last thing you want to do. But it doesn't take long to throw the gel in the hair. Well, especially when the hair is short. Yeah. So that helps. Yeah, I'm trying to put forth a little effort here. (laughs) Look at you. Why why the change? I don't know. I guess seeing the the dark side of Twitter on Friday. I think he was shamed by the, uh, yep. the sweatsuit. Yeah. Well, that was um, I understand. How about my wife though? Yeah, I sent her of course she didn't see me get dressed yesterday. So yeah. I sent her the picture to she's up on everything that's going on. And she goes it looks nice, but I like the sweatsuit better. Really? <laughs> how about that? Now, why did you go for the... Ma- like, you didn't don't seem like a matching sweatsuit guy to me. Um, usually not. It was something different. I was, look, I needed some some new clothes, and I thought, this is something I've never really done, plus in that color as yeah. well. So Cream? Was, was it cream? Yeah, like a light tan. Yeah. Light yeah. tan And I happened cream. to have these newer sneakers, which yeah. happened to be Adidas, that matched color-wise. Oh, in hindsight, mixing the brands was obviously a no-no. <laughs> <laughs> For people who wear matching Jeez. sweatsuits. Good Lord. They didn't like that at all. <laughs> uh, all right there, CeeLo. I know we've got some uh, exciting Knicks highlights to hear from, and the Rangers won in uh, overtime and the whole thing. So what's happening? All right, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. So even before last night's game, Tom Thibodeau, unprompted in the pregame press conference, brought up the late 90s Knicks as it pertains to his current team as far as work ethic and leadership goes. And then they went out and had their way with the Nets, especially in the first quarter. Short clock turned off. Josh Hart drives down the lane, running layup, thanks in. Final seconds, Dinwiddie from half court to the count of the goes, off the mark, and the Knicks explode out of the gate. 47 points. Here in this first quarter, 9 of 11 
from three. Of course, is Mike Breen on MSG. They I'm a loser. Another 34 <laughs> yeah. points in the second quarter. It was 81-58 at the break. On their way to an easy 142-118. I'm telling you, someone's going for 200 points. Yeah, I just, that is a lot, man. You're still not even, you're still... Uh, no, I say with overtime. I say with overtime. Just with one overtime? You're going to see it. You're going to see it at some point. They, 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 the amount of threes is insane. Just the, the point totals. God. Even individuals. Last night alone, you had numerous 40-point games again, which we'll get to in a minute. So uh, the Knicks now 2-for-2 two two against the Nets post-KD and Kyrie trades. Jalen Brunson had 30 of his 39 in the first half. And let's be honest. Feeling the excitement of Rangers hockey. He's just got the Patrick Kane jersey on. In and out of the building. Geo says it's Fugazi. No, I, I mean, you know my theory on this. I, I, he wore the Jalen Hurts jersey because he was an Eagles fan. Yes. The week of the Giants game, yeah. the playoff game. He's being real, true to he himself. He was being real, but also there was some flack that was caught there. So this was a great opportunity for him to get back in the good graces when it comes to jersey wearing. You really think he's not in the good graces with Nick fans right no, now? No, but you know what I'm saying. With Giants fans. Yeah. What was the year of Carmelo? Uh, they won 50-something games. 2012. I want to say 12. Yeah. Is 12, the, and the Rangers played the Kings in the Stanley Cup what year? 2014. Spring 20. of 14. So, so 13, would you say season. collectively, mm-hmm. this is as a, if you're a Nick Ranger fan, which most Nick fans are Ranger fans, most Ranger fans are Nick fans, would you say this is the most excited at this point in a season that we've seen in a very long time? Yeah, it has to be. I, I cannot come up with right? a... Because outside of 12, what have the Knicks had? Yeah, and even then... So I know that there's much better teams than the Knicks in the Eastern Conference, but even then, because LeBron had just formed the big three in Miami, I never thought that team had any shot of winning a championship. Right. So I, I, like, this is sort of the same thing. I don't think that this team has a shot of winning a championship. No, but they got a chance to win a series or two. I really do believe yeah. that. Yeah. And now you got the Rangers who have a legit chance to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, this is as good as it's been for a long time around here in that building. Sure. No, absolutely. So I know you love to see Jalen Brunson with the jersey on, but is he really that jacked up about Patrick Kane or... Is he just doing it because it's, you know, well, you pander the yesterday crowd? Yesterday, he tweeted, I got to get to a gotta Ranger go. game this year. Yeah. All right. You think that they're, what, pushing him to do that? I don't know. I can tell you this. They're not exactly hurting for fans at the Garden for either team. Right I now. understand. I'm not saying that they're doing it for a, like, they, they need him as an advertisement. I yeah. just, so there's just a lot of stuff that happens in that building that I just question, you know? I think, like, and we talked about this yesterday, if the Knicks... Warren, I'm assuming traveling to Miami today, you probably would have seen him mm-hmm. at the game tonight. That's what we were discussing yeah. yesterday, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure in short order, he'll be there as he had his jersey on, had it at the post-game press conference as well. Uh, overall, seven in a row for the Knicks. Here's Brunson on why things have clicked. By playing together, playing off each other, and uh, like I said, we have a lot of confident guys on this team, so uh, uh, when it hits the ball, we know we trust that they're going to make the right play. That was Brunson on MSG. Afterwards, here's Thibodeau. This was just one of those nights where we didn't miss much. You know, we've been on that side of it, too. Where, you know, the teams get hot. And sometimes you, they challenge well, and you, and you got, but you have good rhythm, and if you have good rhythm, you make. Yeah, they made quite a bit. Ended up with yeah. a season high in points and threes. I told G I got uh, I got to this game, start of the second quarter. I Oops. turned the TV on. I'm like, 
47 points? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, they went 20 of 35 from distance. All five starters in double figures, plus another 15 off the bench from Emmanuel quickly. On the other end, you've got Jock Vaughn's team struggling. To give up 142 points uh, to your Crosstown uh, team, that hurts. I think. And it should hurt. A little hesitation. I literally think he has no idea how to put these, yeah. you know, fit these pieces no, together. No, And there was the report out there that they're, you know, maybe going to shut Ben Simmons down, which I know he... not play anymore anyway. Right. Well, he shot it down pregame, so they have no, none of those discussions. He's just out right now. So, I don't know exactly where they go, but they've lost four in a row yeah. and six For out of eight. For the diehard Nets fan, last night was tough, not only with the blowout, but it was the Kevin Durant debut in Phoenix. Yeah, yes. I was. I, I did not expect them to win last night. I no, I not. know, but, but to get blown out in that yeah. way, that's a bit more one-sided now since the trades. Which you—that's what you expect. The Knicks are a decent, decent playoff team here in the East, and the Nets traded away. They're figuring it out. Players. Yes, but well. I just more want to cry. <laughs> I just more want to shrivel up in the fetal position and freaking cry from this. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he did when he got yeah. home. God, good. Based on what you guys were showing me, can he fit into the fetal position right about Yeah, now? I mean, I really don't. Not that I should talk. I know. I hate when people do that to me, and he's obviously in a, in a space here now where he hasn't been a lot of his life, and he's probably at the highest weight he's ever been. Yes, because Craig's bringing in food daily. Ice yeah. cream. They get <laughs> yes. ice cream. Oh, I know studio. they do. And yeah. they eat it during the show. Right. And, and then they get pizza and ribs. <laughs> and I said to Al, plus he's got his his father. His father-in-law is basically a chef. I know. And cooks for them at home. I know. He's got two kids. Gio knows what that's all about. Yeah. Young kids. He's up to ungodly hours watching games on DVR. I mean. So my, my own the thing about that, because when, when I am eating terribly, I know I'm eating terribly and it's not an excuse. I never say like, oh, I can't have time to do this. I'm just choosing to eat terribly. Oh, I'm sure he's choosing it. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's not like, oh, man, I have to eat like this because my life is a certain no. way. Because, I, I mean, I could give you the same stuff. And then when you change your mentality, you start doing it differently. Like, Boomer's getting bacon, egg, and cheeses every single day <laughs> here. And I'm saying no to them now. Right. So it's... And I'd love a bacon, egg, and cheese. Like, that is that is just, like, one of my favorite things on earth. Yeah. But I, I just... You gotta... He's gotta... It's gotta stop I now, I think, You guys have called me out about, you know, Jerry will walk by my desk in the morning. Oh, the Wawa pretzel. <laughs> get this, that. I don't think I've had a Wawa pretzel since you said <laughs> yeah. that. No, Sorry. I know. This morning, all I've got... I've got an apple, a couple of oranges, and I some blueberries. I noticed the tangerine that's yesterday. It. That's it, man. By the way, you're welcome. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, the Knicks are in Miami tomorrow night. The Nets will visit the Celtics. Uh, Boston outlasted the Cavs Wednesday, 117-113. Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell went to to toe you had 41 for Tatum to go along with 11 rebounds and 8 assists while Mitchell led all scores with 44 so on points He's pretty good in that game yes absolutely meantime G mentioned the Kevin Durant debut for the Suns he had 23 points across 27 minutes Devin Booker with 37 as the Suns beat the Hornets in Charlotte 105-91 Sixers dumped the Heat 119-96 Bucks took care of the Magic 139-117 he had the Pelicans over the Blazers the Bucks won again 110 so they was did. that 15 yes. in a row 16 now, I believe Yes, God. Yes, and in that Pelicans Blazers game, forty for Brandon Ingram and Damian Lillard had forty one. The, the one thing watching these games, and even last night too, I don't know what a foul is anymore. And so watching Giannis two nights ago, yeah. two nights ago, two nights ago in Brooklyn, there is so much contact. I don't know how you defend him right. because when you get physical with him, they call the foul. When you try to just put your hands up, he just dominates yeah, you. Right. 
And even last night, there were so many plays. There was a couple of plays in the lane. I know the game was out of, out of hand at this point. In the third quarter, Julius Randle was getting mugged. No whistle. And then you get this little swipe touch foul where the guy barely gets touched uh, and won. Yeah, no, the, the inconsistency in the regular season is just, it's appalling. But I just hope that you get to the postseason and there is some sort of uniformity when it comes to this. I don't feel like I'm screaming about fouls in the NBA postseason as much. You're probably right. They probably let them play a little more. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's just weird to watch not knowing what's going to be called and when. That's all. No, like, you're if right. you're going to let Giannis initiate contact every trip down floor, you've got no chance to beat him. None. Same thing with Embiid. Well, that's where all the conspiracy theories come in about, you know, superstar and you got to yeah. let this guy do his thing. And if you're calling a foul every time he's doing that, then the game just sucks. Yeah, no one wants to see him on the bench. That's true. Do you feel like it, when you're watching these college games and calling Rutgers that, the, did you feel the same way? All the time. The, the officiating? All the time. We yeah, call so it the officiating. Right. I mean, it's just, that's just the way yep. it is. Exactly. So. The Rangers not quite whole yet. They played two men short last night in Philly. 11 forwards, five defensemen still found their way past the Flyers. Tarasenko moves in. Tarasenko shoots and scores! It's a winner for Vladimir Tarasenko! He's more fun than Sam Rangers win it! Sam Rosen on MSG. Vlad Tarasenko assisted on goals from Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider and then scored the uh, game winner there in overtime. His first multi-point game since coming over from St. Louis. I know Boomer's been critical of him. I have been as well. It's been a slow start, but a good game for him last night in a game where eh, the Rangers, lowly, lesser team, they were kind of messing around with them but a little bit. But they got the two oh, points. Shorthanded, exactly. too, because obviously Kane didn't play. Andre right. Miller with the suspension. Exactly. So. They were down yeah. two, and now they get set for Kane's Rangers debut tonight at home against Ottawa. Captain Jacob Truba ready to get everyone on track. So the Garden will be pretty excited, so uh, yeah, we're all looking forward to getting, looking forward to getting him in and mixed in with the team and finally beating him and getting things underway. I feel like uh last couple of weeks have been a a little bit of a whirlwind with parts moving and all that kind of stuff, but it'll be nice to settle in and have our team and move forward. I was saying this to Sal, and he was like, oh, what do you think tonight? And I mean, it's awesome, but you think about it, he's not met the team yet. They played last night, so they're not going to practice or even have, it'll be like an optional skate this morning. So in theory, he's stepping out onto the ice with guys he's never skated with outside of yeah. Aaron five years ago when they were together so in Chicago. Here's my point about the tickets, all right? This is a regular season game, oh, and it's a, through it, the roof. And I know it's going to be nuts yeah. with him coming in today. Do you realize how much the get-in price for a regular season Ranger game is tonight? So the lowest price, lowest pot on the secondary market, the lowest pot. Well, I did for four tickets, but oh, for okay. one, but for one. Yeah, but if you do one, it, it no one's going by themselves. I look sometimes when I'm leaving work at seven o'clock. Okay. I'm like, eh, the you're prices, rare. Most people go with someone. Fine, one fifty. No more. You're not close. Wow. I'm telling you, because I've looked for myself, yeah. and usually you can get in for... Yeah, okay, we're not looking for one. We're looking for a couple <laughs> or four. Yeah. 225. You're still not there. Wow. That's, no. Then that's, that, is, that is rare. It's usually, 262. Yeah, that's... A, what what the, site are you on, if yeah, I can ask? Okay. 262. Four or five different sites, just to compare. And that is that include the fees, by yes, the way? Yes, yes. Right. That is everything. So you can get in for a tidy... <laughs> I mean, this is of twelve hundred dollars. That's why sounds like let's organize a well. You know, listeners, we'll go to the Ranger game. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's not like going to a weeknight baseball game. Right. It's expensive. It man. is nuts. So, and by the way, to get two tickets, two sixty four each. Yep. I mean, whatever. Just now, I'm curious. Just do the one ticket so the we can like, uh, There's, no, there's actually no option here for one. <laughs> oh really? On no. StubHub? No. There's no uh, option the other for one ticket. Let you go to one. 
Not here. All right. Well, I'm sure it's not. It's not. Can't be that much of a difference because there are people that will buy them. Oh single. yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, Rangers give them something to cheer about tonight. That and if you nice. want to sit in row eleven, oh, you can God. get in for seven eighty one. I would have thought more. Row eleven oh, in what God. section? I'm sorry, five thirty three. My bad. Section one hundred eight. Okay. Uh, pretty wild. Yeah, absolutely. As for the Devils, they don't lose. Seven different goal scorers in a 7-5 road win over the defending champion Avalanche out in Denver. Now, they were up 5-1 early in the second period. Vitek Vanacek eventually got pulled in the third, but Nico Hirscher, uh, Hirscher scored the empty netter to ice the game. This Dawson Mercer scored again. That's seven in a row for him. Team record, he had three assists as well. New Jersey, 40-15-5. That is one point back of first place Carolina as the Hurricanes lost to Vegas 3-2. And I understand. I'll do this quickly. It's hockey. Connor McDavid is ridiculous. I know. I did the highlights the other day. straight games, he has scored yeah. two goals. Yeah. So in his last five games, well, he's got 52 now? 10 goals and six assists for a plus nine. I think it is 52. Yeah. As they uh, beat Toronto 5-2. to two. Do you guys follow this update on Jalen Carter, the uh, Georgia prospect from yeah. yesterday? Yep. So it's basically minutes before he's supposed to go to the podium to speak to the media at the Combine. And the uh, story comes out from, I guess, it's what, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported about this uh, the car accident that cost his, uh, his teammate his life back in, I think it was January. And the allegation is that he misled police about his involvement and his a whereabouts. A couple times. Yeah, so... That sounds like a dicey situation. I know he later spoke, I think, or released a statement later in the day. So that's obviously an ongoing situation. Some feeling he was potentially looking at maybe being the number one overall pick in the draft, depending on who holds that selection and uh, what direction they choose to go with it. Um, I will bring you some other sounds from the Aaron Rodgers appearance if you're interested as we go. I we think played you a few of them Marco. yesterday. I told, Everybody uh, yeah. did. So this, this, yesterday I had to text Hoffman. Because they're having this full conversation about something Aaron Rodgers said a year ago. I'm amazed people forgot about that so fast. So, and I'm a text, and I'm like, and then Thomas is like, oh crap, and then had to correct it on the air. And then this morning, Marco did the <laughs> same I, thing. I, heard I said, as he walked out at the four, I said, I hate to send you home on a low note, but. I know. Yeah, that was from last year. Whoops. Now, what, now what, I put it in just so I could play it, but yeah. I didn't slug it like a normal cut. I'm yeah, surprised people grabbed it. And well, ran that was the most. He didn't I, say anything more interesting than that right. on the second podcast. That's what everybody was gravitating. I think to. part of it is. Yeah. I think the network guys look in our folders for stuff. Yeah, but and then relabel them. I'm surprised. Like. I don't know. I, re- I remember that being a big I did not. deal last I did summer. not remember that. I don't know if you were here for it. That I think yeah, but I, I, mean, I was certainly aware of that yeah. interview, and I remember playing the clips and hearing them. Yeah. I don't remember that, that It was detail. just so out there, I figured it would have stuck with people. Yeah, no. It stuck with me, the Through ancestor thing. Ayahuasca, yeah. the ancestors, right. the hands touching him. But everybody saying, oh, he can't, this is what he felt in the darkness, which wasn't true. Right. It's not what it was. By the way, did you see the Bruce Pearl sound? Yeah, that and that comes back to officiating. Wait till yeah. you hear this next yeah, we'll hour. Get to that right, because Alabama erased a seventeen-point deficit, beat Auburn to lock up the SEC ninety to eighty-five. Quickly, UConn won, and Jerry's got Rutgers, Minnesota tonight. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Boomer GL on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Before we get to this call, that is hard to believe what I'm reading in the topic line here, but we will find out if he's actually telling the truth. So Eddie's asked in my ear when talking about the Ranger tickets or the Boomer and Geo Live tickets up on the secondary market yet. So I looked and I couldn't find anything. And by the way, there is a another opportunity, a big opportunity for the general on sale Friday, tomorrow at 8 a.m. to get Boomer and Geo Live tickets, uh, VIP tickets and general admission tickets. So Friday, 8 a.m. at WFAN.com slash live. But as I was typing in, and I like to do this from time to time to see what Google suggests mm-hmm. when you type something. Something in. So when I put Boomer and Geo space, what do you think the things are after? Do you think you could get the top four suggestions from Google? No, that's not in there. Really? It was a while ago. Yeah, no, I know. I would have. Okay. Uh, I, I, I No, I don't know. I feel like Al would be good at this. The I thought boat party for did sure. You, did you look it up? I did not. What about Blue Point? No. No. Okay. No, but things that people are searching. I don't know if they would search those things. Salaries. Yes, that is number three. Wives. Boomer and Geo's salary is number three. Wives are not in oh, there. Wow. Now, for us specifically, they are. If you just go to each of our names, right, they are. Right. But the top four for Boomer and Geo is Boomer and Geo Live is number one. Boomer and Geo Twitter is number two. Boomer and Geo Salary is number three. And Boomer and Geo Podcast is number four. And also in there is Football Picks, Ratings, and Eddie the Jockey. Or all the things that people have have mm. searched there. You want to see what Jerry Recco Space comes up with? Not really. <laughs> it's all D bag. No, no, no. It's all good. <laughs> all right. See how many you think you can get. What people are searching with Jerry Recco? Let it, let those guys do it. I'm good. What people? It does nothing negative. It's nothing negative. I'm gonna say wife salary. Wife salary are both in there. Rutgers. No Rutgers. You got to think very specific. This is actually really good. There's very specific things in here with Jerry's life. Some that he does around Christmas. Calendar. Calendar. Oh, wow. Jerry Recco calendar 2023. I was actually thinking lights, tree. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's the no. thinking calendar? That's funny. And there's one, there's something you did on the air that is searched in here that should be actually one of the things we might want to think about playing at Boomer and Geo Live, actually. Something you did on the air I believe this summer. This that, summer? That is that is searched on here, yes. Really? Yeah. It was a day I was out. I I have no idea. Maybe we'll see his penis. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not that. Nope. What was that? It's Jerry Recco Juan Soto. Oh. When you were dancing yes. around doing Juan Soto. Yeah. 
You know, the problem with playing that, I don't believe the cameras followed me very well. Oh, okay. Because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> like, I think if you see the video, it's mostly Boomer laughing. Oh, and, really? Like, confused. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Because, again, I don't, they had no idea, and I didn't know I was doing it either. I just, whatever, dropped down and started popping my head up all over the place. You got Jerry Recco, Hazlitt, New Jersey. Jerry Recco quotes in there as well. All right. So a couple of them. I'll just do one more. Just got to do Al now. Of course. Whimsy's got, got to be in there. Nice. Has to be. All right. Salary, Twitter, whimsy. Whimsy is not in there. Really? I still think wife comes up. Um, It doesn't. Girlfriend comes up. And Al Duke's Gina comes up as well. Al Duke's Gina, Al Duke's girlfriend, Twitter, WFAN, salary. You got to think content here. They got a content one in there. What is Songs. Songs. Oh, songs. Oh. And a specific song. Be Tom Brady. Nope. Ooh. No. Something more recent. Cool Games. Cool Games. Mm. Al Duke's Cool Games song is Cable in there. Cable Bill isn't in there? Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe in another hour it might be. Yeah. So there you go. Try Eddie real quick. Real fast. You want Eddie? Yeah, I'm just curious. Mine were, the only one that was interesting about mine, it said, uh, like, Mike Francesa was one of them. It's like Craig Giannotti, Mike Francesa. Okay. Uh, Eddie's... Because we're on the back page of the paper one day. Yeah. Eddie Scazzeri. Wow, interesting. There's a couple of interesting ones in here. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. So, salary is in there, of course. Then, net worth. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he's got it, financial people. But isn't that the same kind of thing or no? Same flavor? Yeah, I, I guess. I think that comes from the financial advisor, like Jerry said, because Boomer's been talking about, oh, Eddie's squirreling away money, all of this stuff, and joking around about the uh, wealth partners that you have. Um, Eddie Scazzeri wife business. <laughs> That's a good that one. Specific. Eddie Scazzeri age. Okay, is in there. And there's Eddie Scazzeri, and then a host at WFAN. So it's Steve Summers. Yep. Yeah. Eddie Scazzeri, Steve Summers is searched. I thought that one was easy. Yeah. 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 The yeah. Eddie Scazzeri. Right. I think if you put up anyone on earth, it'll have salary. And or net worth. Probably. And or wife or partner. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. The, all of that stuff, yes. But like the very specific ones like calendar, wife business, stuff like that. You know? Those are listeners checking stuff out. Right. Some For whatever reason, wedding is one of the things that comes up for me. I haven't, I got married in 2015. Why would Greg Giannotti wedding be a thing? Um, Vikings, Mike Francesa, Salary, Gina. College. Yeah. College. Not that exciting. Yeah. Not not that exciting. Uh, you know what you really have fun with is you type in, like, why do and then space. First thing, why do cats purr? That's what people are, <laughs> that's what people are searching. Uh, all right. Joe in Pennsylvania. What's going on, Joe? Good morning. Good morning, man. How are you? Great, Joe. How are you? Well, not bad, but I tell you, you the, the show is on, uh, on people's minds, uh, all the time. So I, I went away, travel on Sunday, came back Wednesday, a bunch of, uh, so I haven't seen my wife in a few days. And, uh, so it's now, uh, you know, we're, we're heading to, we're heading to bed and, uh, uh, we start, uh, things start to get a little hot and heavy and, uh, uh, start kissing her. And then all of a sudden she says to me, hold on, wait a minute. I need to, 
I need to record Gio and Boomer. They got something important that they're going to talk about tomorrow morning. I mean, are you kidding me? Really? This is a 100% true story that in the middle of what is about to be a physical interaction between you and your wife, she stopped it to go record the show. As, as my mother and father are my witness. And I said, <laughs> so they have something important they're going to talk about tomorrow. I said, Okay, honey. I'm sure Gio and uh, and and Boomer appreciate that. And uh, what's your who's your favorite? Which one is it? <laughs> <laughs> right, and then you started doing role play, probably. Uh, all right. So did you did you pick back up at that point? Uh, yes, I did. All right. Good. All right. That's all. That's all I was worried. Can about. I ask you a question, Joe? Go ahead. Let's say it was reversed, and you decided to stop because if you thought of two females. How would that have gone? Would she have picked back up? Uh, yeah, she's pretty good. Uh, wow. Yeah, she's, pretty hmm. good, she's pretty good sport. Okay. Yeah. That's she pretty would, good. She would have picked back up. Wow. Yeah. She, she's good. She's a good woman. So Not bad. I, thought it, we, I thought it was funny. And it, uh, is. it was interesting. We love your show. Um, and uh, and uh, even when I'm when I'm away, uh, she watches it when I'm out, when I'm away, or and we talk about it uh, some, on my travels. So well, that's tremendous. So, uh, that's great. Well, thank great thanks to you and her, and I'm glad that you were able to uh, seal the deal still after that little road bump in the middle of things. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, we're on top of mind. It might have been because I was teasing the big announcement for the live oh, sure. show. It yeah, could have yeah, been yeah. that. I, I hope she like, got tickets. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people did not. No, and it's going to be hard again tomorrow. That's why you got to jump on it at 8 o'clock in the morning. That's right. Right, 8 a.m. again? 8 a.m. Yes, WFAN.com slash live. All the information there for the uh, general on sale that we'll be having uh, tomorrow at 8 a.m. Will in South Orange. What's going on, Will? Hey, how's it going? What's up, man? Hey, just reaching out to you guys here. I know we got a lot going on in sports all the time, but right now, as somebody who grew up as a kid of the 80s and the 90s Knicks, the Knicks are more important in New York sports now than they've been in forever, and I just want to hear a little more about them on the fan these days. Yeah, I mean, I think they've been, they've been talked about a lot. Yeah, a lot. Um, I mean, Tiki and Tierney did a ton on them yesterday. Sure. Evan and uh, how about Tommy Lugauer doing the show with Evan yesterday? They he did a ton of ton in basketball. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, they're, they are top of mind for sure. They are, this, this is the most excited I think the Nick fan has been in a very long time, even with the COVID year with Julius Randle and the mm -hmm. four seed. And that was great. And you really fell in love with that team. But this feels different because Jalen Brunson has been so good. So, yeah, I mean, listen, there's, there is, there's real Knicks hype. There and there should be. And I, I don't think they're an NBA championship team yet, but I do think they could surprise a team. I, you know, if you told me right now that the Knicks ended up in the conference finals, I would not be stunned. I don't expect it, but I wouldn't be stunned. Yeah, that would stun me. But let's remember, too. Now, I know the team is different, and Jalen Brunson is here. But that team that went into the playoffs against the Hawks, I thought that they would win that series. I know. I really Everybody did. did. And they got killed. They did. Yes. So let's see. They, Quickly. Same, same thing could happen them against the Cavs well, in the but first that's, round. That's the, uh, the interesting part about this team. The same time I'm telling you that I could see them in the conference finals, I could also see them, let's say they play Cleveland. I could see the Cavaliers beating them in the first round too. Sure. So there's a, a big scope of things that could happen, but I do think that their upside now or their ceiling is higher than it's been in a long time.
Radio coming to you live from the Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. So I saw this survey that the NFLPA did with its players, and they are trying to like raise the standards amongst the organizations, which is something the Boomer would laugh at because of how he had to go to training camp, where he played, the stadiums and everything else. So basically what they're trying to do is seeing how organizations are doing and treating their players with all sorts of stuff, facilities sure. and everything else. So that they asked them to rank treatment of families from the organization, nutrition, weight room, strength staff, training room, training staff. Mm -hmm. There's a couple more here because i got to scroll over. This is annoying. And the others after training staff are locker room and then travel. Okay. All right. So the the five worst teams and to that's play for. all combined. This is all combined. This is done. This is this is polling of players. Okay. This is not like fans or anything else. Polling of active players. Can I take guesses here? Yes, please do. The 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 five worst teams to play for. I'm gonna say because I think their stadium's one of the older ones, the Jaguars. Jaguars are in there, yes. All right. I'm going to say only because they cheaped out on Boomer's bonus back in the day, the Cardinals. Cardinals are not in there, oh, believe it or not. I figured the Bidwell family, maybe. Yeah. Um, all right, that was was my go-to one there. Um, what else? Cleveland. Cleveland was not in there. Damn. I don't think the Lions would be in there. I think they get taken care of well. Um, hmm. There's so what? many new stadiums now. Yeah, I know. One would really surprise the you. The Patriots. No. That would surprise me. Okay. I'm trying to think of a bad on. Oh, the Commanders. I'm sorry. The Cardinals are in there. Yes. You were right about the Cardinals. Right. So I started two for two. Right. So, yes, the Cardinals are in there and the Commanders are in there. Again, old stadium. That makes sense. All right. So I got three out of five so far. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say anybody else in the NFC East, NFC West, uh, mm. AFC South, the, the Titans. Nope. All right, I'm They're out. both in the same division, and it would surprise you, I think. Maybe both of these would surprise oh. you. All right, give me one. The Chargers. With that brand new stadium? Chargers, yep. They they had a tremendously See, horrible rating here. And I would think, again, I was trying to think stadiums because the facilities are not up to par to what these new stadiums are. Like, I eliminated immediately L.A., Vegas, right. Dallas, just because the stadiums are nice. Give me the other one. The Chiefs. Can you believe that? Yes, because the stadium's old. Okay. So the facilities, and I should have thought of them, actually, because the facilities are not updated, prob probably compared to the other ones. But then again, the Chargers are there. And right. I only picked the Cardinals, not because of the stadium, because of the ownership. So they, this is a, despite winning a Super Bowl this season, the Chiefs faced a lot of complaints in the survey. Players didn't believe owner Clark Hunt was willing to invest in the franchise's outdated facilities and mm -hmm. the franchise's treatment of players' families ranked poorly. Wow. That's surprising. Team travel also garnered complaints. Uh, head trainer Rick Burkholder was singled out for scorn Ooh. <laughs> as players believed he did not treat them fairly. Yeah. yeah. That's, if you're Rick, what's his name, Scorn? <laughs> no, no, no. Rick Burkholder oh. was singled out for scorn. Oh, for scorn. <laughs> yeah, they might as well call him Rick Scorn. Did at this you wake point. up your Burkholder today and you're trending? And not, yeah. not for a good reason. No. Because, yeah. Who were the top five? I don't have a top five. No. They didn't they didn't do the top five, but I'll give you the Jets and Giants. So the I gotta tell you, the Vikings A, A plus, A plus, A plus, A plus. Well, gorgeous stadium. Yeah. And good owners. All right. So the the one did way better than the other. Let's really? Put it that way. 
Yeah. See, and they both have brand new. Well, not well. You know what? The Jets facility is not brand new anymore. That's now 15 years old. Actually, I'll say, I'll say the Giants did better than the Jets. They did. They did. Treatment of families, which I, which is a weird one that you would think that it would be bad. It's very very personal. Yeah. So the Giants are B plus, and the Jets are C plus. Okay. That's across the board. The average essentially. Right. Right. This is Al's favorite nutrition. B plus for the Giants, C minus. I don't believe that. We've C been minus there. for the Jets. They got chefs in that place. But maybe they're giving them crap. Maybe it's just not uh, up to their standard. Man. Maybe there's like sugary cereals and stuff like that. I think that's everywhere. Yeah. I think as long as you've got chefs in there that can make you what you want, you should be good. Yeah, nutrition, bad for the Jets. Wow. Terrible for the Jets. All right, weight room is the next one. Uh, Giants B plus, Jets B minus, not a big deal. Strength staff, they're both Bs. Is there any other one? And this is the players that are doing all player, all active players. Yeah, all active players. So let's see if there was any really bad ones for the Jets and Giants. Not no. The Reds, Giants got an A plus for training staff, and the rest were were Bs. Give me. I'm just curious because people think he's a clown. Where do the Raiders rank? The Raiders. Because right, Mark Davis takes a beating. His sure. hair's terrible. He doesn't sound great when he speaks. Right. The Vegas Raiders. Well, they got a... I'll just read you because it's tough to go through the yeah, whole thing. Right. I'll just give you the grades. B, A minus, A plus, A plus, A, B plus. So the players are happy in Vegas. Yeah. They actually have F minus as one of the categories. <laughs> you suck so bad. Yeah. There you go. They put it up the top five. Oh, there's the top five. Vikings, right. Dolphins. I'm surprised the Dolphins with that old-ass stadium. Dolphins, Raiders, Texans, and the Cowboys. I would like the Vikings number one in yeah. something, finally. There you go. But you this can, is why they're soft. You can hang your hat on that. Yeah, but this is exactly why they're right, soft. They should be outside in Minneapolis. Yes. <laughs> you should hate what you're doing. But you know what's funny about that? Who was it? Oh, man. One of the players was told. Was it Justin Herbert? One of the play, one of the bigger quarterbacks in yeah. the league was talking about how much he hates playing in bad weather. Like everybody thinks, oh, it's cold. That's great, man. Temperatures. Like, no, no. I like inside Justin Fields. Is that yes, yeah, Justin? And Fields. he plays in Chicago. Right. And he said, I hope we have a dome yes. in a new stadium. They're yep. going to hopefully get a new stadium. Put a roof on it because yeah. he does not like being outside. Yep. And you're, and not only that, he's in Chicago. He played well in Chicago. Yep. And wasn't happy. Yeah. I mean, that's to me. And they're going to keep him too. Which yeah, I thought, yeah, of I thought that that was going to be like trade me. That's what I thought. Nah, that was. they're keeping. Get him. me out of here. They're going to trade down that pick, and they'll get better picks and the players. And he ain't going anywhere. Man, the Cardinals, treatment of families, F, nutrition, F minus. See, that's the one spot. You know, you can say whatever you want about the facilities, whatever you want about the weight room, the nutrition. If you get an F for treatment of your family, yeah, oof, F. You know what? So an, another the, F on that, by the way, before you, the Bengals, F, treatment of families. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so here would be my question to a guy like Boomer or a free agent player. They're going to see this. Why would you ever want to go there now? Yeah, I know. And especially these are your peers. Well, you'd go there if they're paying you the most money in free agency. Yeah, but you could get it somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals, training room F minus, weight room F minus. How is that even possible? I don't know. I really I don't know. Bengals, nutrition F minus. F minus. Wow. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys, treatment of families A plus. I'm telling you, the Jones family does it right. They yeah. may not win, but. <laughs> 
Yeah, they there's a lot of commanders F. Yeah, there's a lot of bad ones in there. Treatment of how do you screw up the treatment of families? Yeah, I don't know. Well, you're not giving them tickets or something? They end up in the last row. Who was that again? Oh, that was Jordan Love's right. family <laughs> in uh, Arrowhead. Right. And put him in the raft. I know that's not the Packers' fault, but that yeah. still was one of the funnier things I've ever seen on TV. Well, that's what they do when they have like that section for the opposing team. It's always the worst section in the stadium. That's bizarre because with the college basketball, it's literally right on the court. So when I got those tickets from Denny Green for the 2000 MC Championship game where they lost 41 nothing. The section, the Viking section, was like upper deck in the corner. Really? Horrendous. And that's where all the Viking fans were that got tickets through the team. It was like the worst seat possible. At least you're amongst your people. Right. For the worst game possible. Correct. And I was screaming at him because a bunch of them just got drunk and didn't care. And I'm like, (laughs) what is wrong with these people? You're supposed to, like, care about this. Yeah. Man. I have a question since we're on football for momentarily. So... Lamar Jackson is still not uh, not signed. We know sure, this. Sure. He doesn't have a deal. And by all accounts, he is not signing unless he gets a fully guaranteed contract. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Let's say the Ravens have, and I don't know the answer to this, but let's just say for Poops and Giggles, they have a five-year contract on the table for him. And let's say it's valued at, I don't know, $50 million a year. Probably fair, right? $250 million. How much of that, in this day and age of contracts in the NFL, do you think they are offering him in a signing bonus fully guaranteed? Well, I think you base it off the Aaron Rodgers contract. Mm-hmm. It's an extension that he just signed, and I think that it's it's probably, it's like over 50% of it. I, I was going to say more than that, because yeah. I feel like some of these contracts now are 75, 80% guaranteed. Yeah. And they have that little portion that's not. Okay, fair enough. If you're the Ravens and you really want him back... Does it matter? Guarantee the damn contract if you really... It's it's guaranteed. You're giving him all of it up front anyway. I'll tell you why it matters. It matters because no owner wants to continue with the precedent that was set but with was the set Deshaun. With the, yeah, but they want it to be a one and done. Okay, then do this. Then guarantee 99% of it and go a dollar more than Deshaun Watts. Like, to me, this seems like an easy fix. So my, where I'm going here is... They can say all the right things, but I almost wonder if the idea here is to not look bad while not retaining him. And yeah. maybe maybe they don't want him back. Yeah, I, I think probably with the stuff we heard about John Harbaugh from Boomer about how he's thinking that there was a chance that maybe he quit. You know, Harbaugh did not say that publicly. No, or something didn't. that no. Boomer brought up how that was like a thought within the building. I mean, that that is a huge problem. But I... Steve Bashotti, the second that that Deshaun Watson contract was out there, came out publicly and said, this is going to be very difficult on the other owner. For sure. And I understand that. So I, I really think this is like a greater good of the game thing for the owner. Well, not good of the game, but greater for the pockets of the owners that, that they just don't want to continue that. But and I, that's more important to Steve Bashotti than retaining Lamar Jackson. So you're biting your nose to spite your face. Yeah. I mean, but he's also a guy who has had a terrible time in the playoffs. He's, he gets hurt all the time. Right, so now I'm coming back to what I said. Yeah. Are they trying to make it good enough to where it looks like they really pushed hard to get him and bring him back, but knowing what he wants, they ain't going there, and they know he's not going to be back. Yeah, and I mean, it was idiotic for Deshaun Watson to get that money, but if this were Joe Burrow and the Bengals, he would get that money guaranteed. He yeah. would, because he's, he's worth it. So then is the precedent finally set? Probably. Like if we're sitting there saying, yeah, Deshaun Watson got it, but no one else wants to do it because he don't want to continue the precedent... On the same 
at the same time, you're telling me that Joe Burrow just might get that. He might, but I'm talking about Bashadi came out flat out and said, this is bad for the owner. So he's already come out publicly there. Now, I don't know if, if, if the Brown family is going to feel the same way about that setting, that continuing that precedent. And, and, but like Mahomes, the Mahomes contract is not fully guaranteed. No, no, I know. Like, so you could use that as a template for Joe Burrow and still be able to not have the fully guaranteed Deshaun Watson contract thing keep going. But he's that that contract will be very interesting because that's the, that'll be the next big one of someone who deserves it. Burrow, you're talking about? Yes, with the salary cap going up. But that was that just threw everybody for a loop. The one guy who gets the fully guaranteed two hundred something million dollar contract is the sexual predator sleazeball who hasn't played in two years. That's how desperate. What? That's how desperate the Browns were. And that's why I think the Jets are that desperate now. For sure. Like that's, they, they're in the same situation. Which is why they are waiting for Aaron Rodgers to make up his mind. Yeah. Yeah, Lamar Jackson going somewhere, just feel that really feels like more real by the day. Very much so. It seems like he's not going to be a Raven any longer. Well, they screwed the whole thing up with the, the Lamar Jackson side. He screwed it up with not having an agent. And then when your mom is negotiating the deal with you and then they're not giving you what you want and you feel like you've done everything you possibly can for the organization, it's just, it's terrible. We, we compared it to the Randy Levine, Dellen Batances thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just got ugly. It gets personal and that's yeah. the problem. And then arbitration is, is different because the player is, is more involved, but this is why it did the highest levels of Sports, you got to have someone negotiating for no you. No question. Because you need someone in there fighting for you, and they can take the slings and arrows that you don't have to hear, or your mom doesn't have to hear. Because I would like to think, I could be wrong, I would like to think if, if it was your mom negotiating here, and they said some nasty things about you, trying to knock down your desires in terms of your contract, she's going to run back and tell you what they said. Well, of course. Yeah. Your agent might not. Or he might in due time, after everything's done and ha-ha over a couple of drinks, <laughs> but they said... But they're not going to run right back to you and make it personal and nasty. No. And this seems like it might be. No. And, I mean, and the best agents protect their clients right. in that way. And they, because they need that's That's part of the, part of the deal. It's just, it is amazing how important the position is. And at the same time, I will sit there and say they're overpaid from the standpoint of it's hard to build a team around them when they make so much of the salary cap. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. just came across one of these viral videos of a guy freaking out in an airport that is just unbelievable. Please Wait, tell me it wasn't Newark. I don't, I don't know what airport it was, but this guy, he completely lost it. And it's, it's in the area where you're boarding the plane. So you're through security already and people are waiting around to board the plane. And he's just screaming at the police officer in there singing the Eminem song, I'm Not Afraid. Like in their faces going, I'm not afraid to take a stand. He's screaming at him. Then he starts singing Amazing Grace. And then he starts telling people that people on the plane that he's about to take are human, uh, are getting trafficked, human trafficked. Then he takes his own sunglasses off and 
stomps on him and then throws his spikes his phone. I, th- I mean, you. This is an all-time meltdown, and it's got three million views right now. It is just, oh, it's just tremendous. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. tremendous. And the people, like everybody, stayed calm, which was which was unbelievable. The cops just stayed calm. They just let it get, you know, just like well, just let them scream. Everybody so, else there just let them scream. Let it get it all out of them. So we're like CeeLo this morning. Yeah, right. Let Al just do what he's got to do. Get all the the uh, regional sports network stuff out of them, and then it'll be fine. So a couple weeks ago, I had to take one of my sons into Manhattan uh, to a doctor's office. People are usually pretty friendly there. Mm-hmm. We weren't there five minutes, and a woman comes in, and she was on fire. I don't mean on fire, but I mean like she yeah. was just angry at the world. And she started yelling at the woman who was standing behind her for standing too close to her. And that was it. And it escalated to the point where they had to call security. Security had to come up, had to talk to her. She screamed at security. And then he basically sat with her so she would stop abusing the people in the waiting room. But what was remarkable is exactly what you're talking about. No one seemed to give a crap. (laughs) We kept going on, reading our phones, reading the magazines. It was like, oh, another wacko. Okay. I guess we've seen it so much now, we're almost desensitized to it. You just don't want to get involved. And Because if you start paying attention, then you might end up... In the I, middle of it. Yeah, to me it was more like, uh, whatever. That's what the, I think these people in the airport were doing. Like, they clearly see and hear the guy, but it's like, let me just keep looking. I do that when I have to ride the subway, people come through. Just head so, down. Or just, like, just stare straight ahead. Yeah. Don't, don't make eye contact. There was a couple of guys, though, you could tell could take him down and would if they needed to. Yeah. In this video. They're just, they're, they're staying calm. They're watching him, but you could tell at any moment they could pounce. Ready to be activated. Yes. Yeah. One guy in particular was just completely jacked up. <laughs> and it was waiting for him. He had like a pink button down shirt and he was like, his sleeves were rolled up and he had tattoo arms. And he's just like watching the guy like, Bill Coward face going on. Yeah. Like he was ready, ready to go. But I highly recommend watching that video. Right. And if he actually attacks first, He'd be the one oh, sure. to go to jail, not yeah. the guy who's causing the ruckus. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, CeeLo, what's happening in sports? Let's do it. Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Edison Heating and Cooling. Monster first quarter and first half for Jalen Brunson and the Knicks last night. They were able to put it on cruise control down the stretch. Brunson leading the break. Back for Randall. Randall to Hart. Hart kicks it out. Brunson sets. Three-pointer. Puts it in. There's an exclamation point. Jalen Brunson with 37, and the Knicks back up by 26. Mike Breen, MSG, yeah, just 26. Brunson scored 30 of his 39 in the first half. Knicks scored 47 in the first quarter alone. They buried 23s on the night, blasting the Nets at the Garden, 142-118. Brunson a little surprised he was so effective after bumping knees with Mikael Bridges in the first quarter. I don't know. The ball just going to the hoop. Uh, I can't really explain it, but... Um, I don't know. My knee is still hurting, but we're, we're moving on. Right. Question for both yeah. of you guys are Nick fans. Uh, long way to go. You're not? I mean, I know you are, so you're out. Yeah. All right. Long <laughs> way to go. Yeah. Clearly a long way to go. He could get hurt tomorrow and never play again. So as of right now. Jeez, mm-hmm. that's morbid. No, no, no. Would you say he has been the best free agent signing you've seen the, Net, the Knicks make in your lifetime? No. Alan Houston. Allen Houston still to hmm. this point. Now, okay. we're talking 
a little over half a season. Yeah, the bigger body of work for um, He has the potential but to the do that. The fit has been rem- I said no, there's a long way to go. Yeah, but he's no. better than I expected him to be. No, me me too, and I don't want to take anything away from him, but I mean, to me it's, it's it was Allen Houston. And Allen Houston also had one of the great shots in Nick for playoff sure. in history, Miami, of course. So I just he can get there, but he's got to win some playoff series and he's got to do this for a long time and he but he's got the potential. But yes. Yeah. But, yeah. No, but, well, no, because I didn't what? mean. Could he be? Yeah. Could he be? Yes, yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't mean career wise yet. I just meant at this point, from what you've seen, been pretty good. He's been very good. It's pretty Potential. good. That's, yes. Potentials. Mm-hmm. Correct. Wow, yeah. this guy's giving them the finger now. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Wait, watch this. He's. Stomps on his on glasses. his own sunglasses. <laughs> his own sunglasses. It spikes his phone. Dummy. Yep, that spikes his phone. And you mentioned he starts singing Amazing Grace. That wasn't that right after he said, let's get some Radiohead involved. Yeah. yeah. He goes, let's get some Detroit up in here. Let's get some Radiohead up in here. And then he goes, Amazing Grace. I see the guy in the pink shirt with the tattoos. Yeah, he, sees, he, was, he was ready. That guy was ready to take him down. Wow. That's sad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, CeeLo. Now we else? do have, yes. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I was making sure you guys were done, you know, you know, commiserating about the video there. All right. So we do have the answer on Brunson and the Patrick Kane jersey, and I'm happy to report it's not disingenuous or done just to, you know, get the fans on his side after the Jalen Hurts Eagles Giants thing. Here's the exchange during his post game presser. The trade jerseys with Patrick Kane. Is he going to wear a Brunson jersey? Uh, I don't know. Um, that'd, that'd be pretty cool, but I'm just I'm happy he's in New York. So are you a fan yeah. in Chicago? In Chicago, when I lived in um, outside Chicago, obviously they won three in like six years. And so he, he's just a legend, and so um, I respect him a lot. And uh, I didn't really have a personal relationship at all, but there's a lot of respect for him. So he's up on Kane. That's pretty good. And he knows what he did in Chicago, three and six, whatever it was, three and I think it was five or six years. So he's up on his resume. Um, now Brunson did his presser with Julius Randle, <laughs> and right after the Kane stuff, yeah, so you see that, <laughs> right, exactly, you see Randall's face here on CBS Sports Network. Uh, here's what Randall had to say. Clearly, part of the nobody cares about hockey brigade. My son got to go to school tomorrow. So, can we speed this up? That's another strike wow. against Randall and Boomer's book. You're, right there. you're only working. That was like Al during our live show meeting. My dog's peeing on the carpet. Can we Close speed it. this up? It was like a, it, can we yeah. speed this up? I was on full stress mode yesterday. <laughs> can we speed this up? I panicked when Spike goes, I'm just canceling my 11 o'clock. I was like, oh no. <laughs> We're going to be here a while. <laughs> I noticed that, too. Oh, <laughs> I was worried about my parking <laughs> at that point. Anyway, back to the Knicks. Seven in a row. We mentioned last hour the uh, Tom Thibodeau comparison between his current team and the 90s Knicks. Here was the quote, uh, quote which was pregame and came unprompted, talking about work ethic and leadership. Uh, that's what their team was like. Allen Houston, Patrick Ewing set the tone for all of that. When you walked in, it could be the middle of summer. He was in there. He was your hardest worker. When your best players are setting the tone for the team, it's special. I believe he was referring to, obviously, Brunson and Randall mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I, listen, I'm excited about the Knicks. We've, I'm not downplaying it, but we need to... Long way to go to get there. The 90s Knicks? Yeah. I mean, what Jerry did earlier was perfect. Framing it in, you know, better, you feel more excited than maybe the mellow teams and best since then and all of that. But you can't go to the 90s Knicks. No. You can't. No, and no, I know no. that he and... and, and Coach Thibs, Tibbs, he can do this because he was on that staff yeah. and he's coaching this team. So he, he is credible, but Jesus. There's I mean, a lot you, of winning that has to happen. Be, you better, like, kick better, some ass in the playoffs, better man. Better win a round, right. Right. Start by winning a round.
Yeah, and then and then in the second round, like play your ass off and take a team to just. To, I mean, they even invoke the '90s Knicks is like crazy to me. Right, you're years early on that one. Wow. Knicks in Miami tomorrow night while the Nets will visit the Celtics. Boston last night beat the Cavs 117-113 as Jason Tatum went for 41, 11 rebounds and 8 assists. Uh, slightly outdoing Donovan Mitchell who did uh, slightly outdo him as far as the points were concerned. Mitchell had 44 in a losing All right, effort. So I wanted in over the summer with Sal, when you mentioned Donovan Mitchell, I argued with him. I said if you're the Knicks, you have to do whatever it takes to get Donovan Mitchell here because I think you become a a consistent winning team with a superstar that now other superstars would want to come join. And he said, well, how much better are you going to be? And to me, it was more long-term. You're trying to build something with multiple stars. Are they showing you the signs of being good enough that a superstar, I don't know who it would be, would actually want to come here seeing the pieces that yeah. are in place? No, absolutely. Because they're, to me, one really big piece away from being a major threat in this conference. I agree, but that piece was Donovan Mitchell. He wanted to be here. He's the perfect personality. He's not, like, full psycho NBA guy. He would have been perfect. And so he wanted to be here. We know. Right. I mean, but who, like, who's the next? I don't know who the that's next what I'm saying. Is. I don't know who the next one is. I'm just saying, do you feel like yeah. with what's in place right now and how well they're playing and with Hart and, I mean, I he's the, made an impact. Yeah, the, the, the bigger point is that, that Jalen Brunson signed here as a free agent is working out and the team is playing really, really well. So there's finally somebody who has made that leap here and has succeeded. So that, it used to be people came here for their careers to die. And this is not what's happening. He's yeah. gotten better and he's thriving. And, you know, with it, I mean, you look at the, the Mavs are a joke right now. So I, I think that to me is the attractive nature of this. Kevin Durant's Suns debut last night, 23 points across 27 minutes as the Suns beat the Hornets 105-91. Here was Durant right afterwards on that debut. A lot of nerves. I haven't played in almost a thousand basketball games, but uh, today, I was, uh, today I was nervous. That was on Bally Sports Arizona, still in existence, at least for now. Durant, happy to be there, just trying to fit in. It's a new team, new group. I want to do well. I want to play hard for them and, and be coachable. So I was thinking about all of that today, but once the ball was tipped, my teammates were incredible and making me comfortable, and I just try to go out there and play my game. We'll see if he and the Suns get off to a better start together than Kyrie with Doncic and the Mavericks, as Gio just alluded to. Devin Booker did have 37 in that game for Phoenix. On ice, bit of a sleepy, sloppy game for the Rangers, still shorthanded facing the lowly Flyers down in Philadelphia. They trailed a 2-1 to one in the third period until... Now Tarasenko. Lost ice for Harper. Tarasenko gets it. He's A deflection by Kreider in front. Sam Rose at MSG. Oh, yeah! yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. 26th for Chris Kreider. The assist to Vladimir Tarasenko. He also set up Mika Zibanejad's 32nd of the year on the power play in the first period. And then Tarasenko netted the OT winner to send the Rangers past the Flyers 3-2. to It was a three-point night for Tarasenko. First big acquisition of the season for the Blue Shirts as they now get ready to meet their newest teammate, Patrick Kane, later on today. He's a great player. He's a great player. I have a chance to play against him last 11 years. Maybe too much sometimes. And uh, it's very good. He's joining our team, make our team stronger. And uh, 
I think everybody's just thinking about one goal in the end. And we all know what that goal is, and Kane and Tarasenko have already accomplished it with their previous teams. And Kane's uh, situation, as we just heard uh, from Jalen Brunson, three times with the Blackhawks. He'll make his debut tonight at the Garden as the Rangers host Ottawa at 7 o'clock. They are still behind the Devils in the standings because New Jersey continues to win 7-5 over Colorado last night in Denver, despite taking a 5-1 lead early in the second period. Dawson Mercer had a goal and three assists. He has now scored in a team record seven straight games. The Devils just one point behind first place Carolina atop the Metropolitan Division. Uh, updating that Jalen Carter story quickly, the former Georgia star was booked and released from Athens Clark County Jail last night. I saw a picture of the mugshot, for lack of a better phrase, and I could be wrong, but it looks as if he has his combine t-shirt on, like the defensive mm. lineman oh, dash. Wow. He might have. So essentially, he was in Indy, and I guess just flew there. You know, it was a sort of a you know, like a paperwork situation, a processing, and now he got released on bond or whatever the case may be. And I'd assume you know what these charges are. Would be heading back. One They're is two misdemeanors. Uh, yeah, rec- yeah, they are both misdemeanors: uh, reckless driving and racing. Would okay. likely get probation and a thousand dollar fine. Yeah. So I guess you know, as far as from the legal side, I wouldn't imagine it's a big deal. It's probably, of course, the question now becomes from the team side when they interview these guys. Sure. Character wise, if he they found that he misled the police, so on and so forth, uh, that sort of thing. But we can kind of put that to bed now and move on to college hoops locally. UConn roughed up to Paul eighty eight fifty nine. But we're going to focus in on this Alabama Auburn game as the Crimson Tide erased a seventeen point deficit across the last ten and a half minutes or so. It was their biggest comeback in at least twelve years, and they ended up beating Auburn ninety to eighty five to lock up the regular season SEC title. Now, afterwards, Auburn head coach Bruce Pearl... Now, hold on real yeah. quick. So you've traveled with the Pitt Panthers. Yep. I'm sure you've done interviews on the field. Mm-hmm. I've done plenty courtside. I've done plenty post game. I've never run into this. Okay. This is tremendous. Wow. Okay. So he joins their local radio network. Obviously, they blow a big lead. There were some ejections in this game. There was like a heated exchange between the two teams at one point, and obviously his team ends up losing. Now, the interview started innocently enough, but as it would move along... You know, obviously, they made some made some play. We had a hard time staying in front of them at the end of the day. Um, I'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there. Smashed! <laughs> as he screams, there's now it came out of nowhere, so there's a long pause after that. <laughs> As the broadcasters are clearly a little rattled, didn't exactly know where to go next. Now they did continue the interview, and it's a pro- and, and very calmly, right. and they calmly asked him the next question, couple questions, and he answered both of them calmly. Uh, but uh, as they got towards the end, he would he would get a little a little angry again. Coach, just talk about what what Saturday represents now. Oh, just we'll get ready to play Tennessee. We're we're incredibly outmanned at the end. At three, four guys on the bench in foul trouble. Throws the headset uh, down. I gotta watch this video. I, mean, I don't know that. I don't, I don't think know it's video. video. Oh, it was just the radio man. on oh, the radio side. Uh, I, and have our guys getting smashed down there? <laughs> smashed! Smashed! <laughs> That's awesome. Now, I've done so many. Michael's tremendous. He uh, he never yeah. gets crazy like that. But I've always said, why are we talking to him two minutes after they lose a really yeah. tough game? Mm. Like, you know, let him cool off. And it's hard. They're hard to do, too. But that was. I'll tell you, this is Alabama. That was funny. Mix of all uh, kinds I know. of stuff going on. I, know. I mean. 
Yeah. Guys getting thrown out of the game, confrontations, obviously everything with Brandon Miller. They are just like a lightning rod right now. Pretty My much. Goodness. Joke! Joke! <laughs> you hear him say yeah, it again after the joke. headset goes up. Joke! Joke! joke. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> oh, man. I, I feel like, I got to be honest, I'm way behind on the spring baseball here. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as the Mets and the, I know Harrison Bader had a triple yesterday. The Mets have their big guys going this weekend. You're going to get uh, Verlander and Scherzer and Sanga Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I believe. As they line those guys up. And I saw one, the Met game over the week. I think it was a Met game over the week on ESPN. Did like 700,000 viewers. It was like the biggest spring training game viewed hmm, in years. Nice. And I don't, my guess would be that's probably the curiosity. Of course. About the whole pitch clock thing. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. People who can people hate spring training baseball. Yeah, And Ronnie Mauricio, that's a story now for the Mets. Yeah. This guy's homering every single day. Yeah, he's been good. Absolutely. It's always fun when the young guys, you know, give you something to think about and push to potentially uh, take a roster spot. Not the case for Austin Wells with the Yankees, though. Not that he was going to make it, but he is a catching prospect, one of their bigger ones, but he's got a fractured rib that's going to cost him six to eight weeks. So we talked yesterday about some a bunch of these injuries that are popping up. So one of the Yankees youngsters dealing with one as well. Would you consider Brandon Ingram a superstar in the making? I think he's a really, really good player. In the making? Yeah. He's been around long yeah. enough now that I don't know if he's you could 26. say in the making. Yeah, but he's played how many years? So I, I probably six. Think, but yeah, maybe even I mean, LeBron's, years. He LeBron's 39. He was a teenager when he came in, if I recall. Because he could be available in 2025. 25? Like, I'm looking at the list. The list is not good. The next couple of years. I know you need someone to force themselves out. Correct. That's why the Knicks have all that draft capital they can trade away. But that's the way, that's how you're going to get your next well, guy. Say, it's now, not going to be free agency. I'm not going to pretend like I've watched a ton of Ingram. But I didn't. weren't he and Randall teammates at one point? Yeah. Like, I put him sort of in that. Like, I get it. He plays on a team that's not so great, and he can score a ton of points from you. But if you're bringing him in to add to a group that already has, you know, a 1A and a 1B, isn't that where that kind of guy all of a sudden... You know, you know, you're not getting your bang for your buck. Could always sign Kyrie. <laughs> oh, God. Come on. <laughs> Come on. That would be awesome. That's going to be really interesting to yes, watch it where is. he ends up yeah, at the is. end of this year. Especially if things don't go great. Yeah, They're which they won't. That's a good start. Yeah, they, they no. definitely will not go great. He's putting too much pressure on himself already. Mm. One in four of the Mavericks. All right, CeeLo, we'll see you next hour. Huh? All right. Brewer and Gio on the fan at CBS Sports Network. I was just reading about this story that you tipped me off to in the break. Illinois college basketball player Matthew Mayer yeah. had caffeine poisoning from drinking six monster energy drinks in the span of like a couple hours. Yeah. Because I've been sick the last few days. I had caffeine poisoning. I had six monsters the day of the game. I only had one before, but I had Five after because I had like a caffeine induced euphoria to play video games. Which, could, yeah, go ahead. I just the idea of doing that is he's lucky his heart didn't explode. Yeah, I mean, he's a young guy, but if he had done this and was like out of shape or older, had any sort of cardiovascular issues, yeah, I mean, that is that's insane. And he goes, uh, I could barely get out of bed the next day, I had a caffeine hangover. So a 16-ounce can of Monster contains 160 milligrams of caffeine. So he consumed roughly 800 milligrams of caffeine. And what would, what's in a cup of coffee? I have no idea. Ah, uh, you know, it's like 80 milligrams. 80, and you're telling me 1600 is what he consumed? No, 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 800. 800. 800. Yeah. 
860, yeah. I think. Yeah, 800. Well, 800, yeah. And 640 of that came after the game. That's double what the FDA says is a healthy daily intake mm. of caffeine. 95 milligrams for an 8-ounce cup of coffee. Okay. Oh. You know what? I'm sitting there saying that, yet your partner in there drinks about 10 cups a day, right? Yes. You say? 12, I think he said he does. 12? Yeah. he's not. It's like an infusion into his veins. Well, the C4 that I drink that I absolutely love has got 200 milligrams of caffeine, and I don't need anything other than that. And I just sort of drink it yeah. throughout the whole... Is, is that for the can or for a uh, serving? No, for the whole can. Yeah, the whole can is, is 200. Well, the serving is one can, so yeah. But um, it's it's 200 milligrams. Mm. So, all right, so let's do the math on Eddie's caffeine intake. Here. Oh, my God. So I have to use a calculator because I cannot do math in my head. There's just no way, no how. So nine, you said 95 times 12? And yes. that's probably the cup he's using. That's about right. 1,140. You're telling me he's doing that every day? And then he says he sleeps like a bear. Well, that's true. I, I, I know it's true. It's sickening as I, I'm sitting there last night, you know, tossing and turning at 11 p.m. Yeah. Love to ask him now, but he's... Getting coffee. <laughs> <laughs> How about that timing? <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. Is that possible? So this kid got sick, and he's like 20 years old, maybe even younger. I don't know. He got sick from 600 or 800 milligrams, and Eddie's pumping 1,140 milligrams of caffeine I, in him? I, the more I think about it, the difference I would think are the chemicals that are in the energy drink, too. Coffee is coffee. I mean, and he, right, Eddie, you don't put anything in your coffee except for a little bit of, of milk, right? You don't put any Splenda, sweet, no, no, no sugar, nothing. And I'm way down from 12. Uh, I would say. <laughs> 12 was the uh, ultimate. About six. Oh, well, well that's not fun. So not but you were at one point. Oh, my God, yeah. When I was doing all that other stuff? Right. Yes. But his coffees here also aren't eight ounces, which is where we're getting the 95 milligrams of caffeine per eight ounces. They're if larger. He's using the Dunkin' Donuts coffees now. Yeah, so that's a 20-ounce cup. You fill oh, that by up? the way. You fill that yes. up? Yes. 20 ounces? <laughs> yeah. All right. So now we need to do the math here. So eight, two, two, two and, and a half. half. Two yeah. and a half. Two and a half. All right. So how do I, how do, I do this? What was the number again? It was how much? Two and a half times. So if I do, if it was five... 70 for the eight ounce, six cups, times 2.5. Right. Yeah, we're back. Now we got a higher number than ever. Yeah. 1,425 milligrams of caffeine. And this young basketball player was in bed for a day with caffeine poisoning, and you're just walking around like nothing? How's that possible? Again, the chemicals, and maybe he consumed them really quickly. Yeah, that other, like, it depends on the, like, the style or how it's absorbed or, like, I cannot drink those energy drinks. Yeah. It makes my heart race. But Certain brands of coffee, like Starbucks regular coffee. Well, that's why you don't drink that anymore. Makes my heart race. It's all Dunkin' all the time. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the, some iced coffees. Some, if it's a true cold brew, the way Oh, yeah, drink. I love that. Oh, God, I love but that cold that brew. jacks me up. Yeah. Do you ever, like, do your teeth ever get numb when you drink too much caffeine? That happens to me. I just get the... Yeah, I actually had my my teeth would get numb if I drank too much caffeine. My heart races. Yeah. But if I don't have caffeine, my hand starts to shake. Wow. So you couldn't, like, cut it out cold turkey. There's no No way. No shot. I'd have severe headaches, and I would really have, like, withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. 
So do you guys know the story of Jody Mack who had to get taken out of here on a stretcher because he drank all those energy drinks? He didn't realize they were no. energy drinks? No. Is Gallo outside this morning or no? I haven't seen him. He's not out there? I think he was here when this happened. That's why I was asking him. And he's the one who told me the story. So there was a delivery of drinks. You know how this stuff happens all the time, right? Where there's just crap that gets sent mm-hmm. to us and it gets on the whatever, the little counter there. Yep. So Jody Mack was doing a part-time shift, a show, here at FAN. And he goes over and he doesn't realize that these drinks are filled with caffeine. So he drinks them and they're delicious. So over the course of his four or five hour show, he's downing these drinks like he drank like six, seven, eight of them. And he started to like freak out. And they had to call an ambulance here. Really? To get him taken out. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was Gallo who was like, is again when Dove had his yeah, event? Sure. He's like, that's the second time I've seen somebody go out of here in a stretcher. The other was Jody McDonald. Wow. No, I didn't know that. Which I mean, he's doing drinking six of them in four hours. Even if it's Coke, what are you doing? Well, he's a guy he's in excess, you know, with the, the smoking and everything. But like now that he's okay, it's hilarious yeah. to think about that. You're like Jody Mack, like, oh, this is great. You're just <laughs> down and, <up. laughs> and all of a sudden, what's happening here? <laughs> I, mean, I can't even imagine. Man. Oh, all right. Let's go to uh, Pete and Pound Ridge. What's up, Pete? Hey guys, great show this morning. Uh, welcome back soon, Boomer, but uh, you guys are really holding the fort down great. I was watching a documentary uh, that they had at my school that made me think uh, about Jody Mack. Uh, now that he's okay, I'd love to see the tape of him getting all jittery on that energy drink. But related to Eddie's coffee consumption, people with ADHD uh, tend to have really good reactions, this movie was saying, to stimulants. Do you think that Eddie might you know, find himself with these hyper-focuses uh, on, you know, things like aliens and the like. It, it, the more that I watched this documentary, I thought that his very in a different era might have been uh, ADHD kids not curing himself with uh, 10 cups of coffee. Well, Eddie is in no way ADHD at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is, I don't think you hyper-focus on anything either, do you? Uh, at times, but not to a crippling degree. Yeah, like, like Gina, my wife, hyper-focuses on stuff. Like, you can't, if she's, like, booking a flight or something or going through, like, you cannot crack no matter what happens. I could be screaming, hey! Like, she's just locked in. Completely locked in. Hmm. Like, if she's, like, booking something, anything, or, like, checking out if she's buying something online, you cannot, like, shake her of it. Like, when when I become hypoglycemic, I'll hyper-focus on, like, where where is my pencil? All right, let's go to uh, Chris in Jersey City. What's going on, Chris? How's it going, gentlemen? Hey, man. Uh, good morning, by the way, and uh, morning. big fan. Um, I, I just, I'm a little flabbergasted over this as well uh, with the whole caffeine situation. I mean, me, myself, I drink between two to three Red Bulls a day, and honestly, I don't even, my water is coffee, and that's, that, uh, and that's no joke. I probably drink maybe about uh, a pot and a half a day of coffee. So, I mean, my readings have to be off the chart. So I'm kind of confused on that one as well, to be honest with you. Why this kid got sick? I mean, maybe if you, because you spread it out throughout the day. So, I mean, maybe this kid just downed him in the course of an hour and a half, and it was just way too much. That's just, uh, I I mean, 
don't get me wrong. I mean, I've had a lot of RBVs in my in my uh, lifetime, uh, and I've down quite a few of those in in a short period of time as well. So I'm still a little little. Uh, I'm a little shocked. It could be something that you know. It might be a health issue with them. To be honest with you, could be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that's just you know my personal opinion. Could also on just that be. Situation. Could also just be too much too soon. Yeah. Right. Honestly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the C4 is the perfect energy drink. It took me a long time to find the perfect energy drink, and C4 is the perfect energy drink. The first I remember with this, this they don't, I don't think they make it anymore. It was the original Red Line that came out, and it was like an aluminum bottle. And it, this was, I don't know how many milligrams of caffeine were in that thing, but it was I was working in my cousin's warehouse, the toy warehouse that he had, and I would drink one of those Red Lines, and I would just be like, Chucking boxes like oh, on I believe the shelves, it. yeah, running around. I was in my twenties at that point too, so you add that up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just that got me all fired up, almost too much. Uh, Billy's upstate. What's going on, Billy? Hey, how you doing? Hey, man. Uh, so I, I was in college and um, I had all day classes, and I um, had a cup of coffee in the morning, and I needed some more, so I had a, a, a Mountain Dew energy drink and then an hour later I had another Mountain Dew energy drink about two hours later I had a Mountain Dew because I had had 12 hours of classes that day Um, I'm sitting in class and I lost all vision in front of me oh god I said oh oh, man uh, what's going on here you know I didn't think anything of it It cleared up a little bit but then I lost my peripheral vision (laughs) pulled up the doctor and I explained what was going on and uh, she said, where are you? And I said, well, I'm at school right now. She said, we're sending an ambulance for you. And I said, well, whoa. And I was like, I, I can drive. They're like, no, no, you're having a stroke. Jesus. So I called my wife, and she came and picked me up, and we went to the hospital. They immediately rushed me into the into the uh, emergency room and hooked me up, and um, they, they, they checked my heart. They were blowing bubbles through my heart to see if I had a leak in my heart. Did you really have a stroke? Were you diagnosed having a stroke? Well, that's what that's what they assumed. Right. Okay. So they they they, uh, they put some brain stuff on me and, and <laughs> kept me overnight for observation. And, and in the morning, they came in. They said, um, "Let me ask you something. You didn't have a stroke. Everything looked healthy. Did you drink a lot of caffeine?" I was like, "Yeah, I had a lot of caffeine yesterday." She said, "Yeah, you. That's what caffeine will do. Wow. Mimic a stroke." And they thought I was having a stroke from too much caffeine. Yeah, that is insane. It kind of reminds me of the boner pill story that I had, where all of a sudden everything <laughs> yes. went black and I locked up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's that's scary, though, man. When stuff like that happens, like that was yeah, probably the most scared I ever was. From you a know, what the difference thing. is yes, because you could have died. Yeah. I'm sure you probably well, hyperventilating. I yeah. think the difference is this guy's drinking soda. And uh, an energy drink, whatever. <laughs> you bought something from a gas station attendant. No, it was a GNC. No idea what the hell it was. Oh, it, was oh, a GNC. it was a gas station one. No, Boomer likes to say gas station. Oh, see? But no, but it's that a, infiltrated my mind. That's no, what it was I actually it was. it was actually a GNC that I got it from oh, over right. the counter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't like the horny goat weed you get from the <laughs> mobile station. You know, it wasn't that. People do buy them. No, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> When I worked at WNEW, they were a major sponsor. Horny goat weed. Yeah. <laughs> Live reads, everything. Did you try them? Or did any of the no. guys try them? Uh, I did. I, I was always afraid of them. Yeah. I think it's still around, horny yes, goat weed? Yes, I do. We I had do. two pills we used to do live reads for. Horny goat weed and Stacker 2. Stacker 2 <laughs> was the diet Stacker, one, right? Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah. Horny goat weed. Oh, it's still, it's like a... I'm sure it is It's actually a real, it's a plant, so it's, you can't... My mother had a bad experience with these goats. (laughs) (laughs) The FAN (laughs) endorsement that I fell for, I might have told you guys this, Sosenberg did a endorsement for body solutions. I remember that, yeah. Which was a bottle of liquid that you say you take a tablespoon before bed and you'd lose weight. So that's what I did. I took a tablespoon well, I could, before I could bed. And I, and, I, and I was like, this is great. But like, we don't know anything about anything. So if someone tells us that you're going to take a tablespoon of that and maybe it's going to rev up your metabolism while you sleep. Yeah. Why would that be such a stretch? Well, I, I could see falling for that. I bought it in my 20s. I mean, obviously, it's stupid now yeah, thinking about it. And they're not in business and whatever. Listen, we, <laughs> do you remember Jamel Brothers, Eddie? Remember that one? Used to put the antenna on the monitor and it would take away cancer waves that the computer was <laughs> it was sort of like basically a piece of packing foam with like tape on the bottom of it and you put it on top of your computer or on the back of your cell phone and these were early yeah. cell phones wow and it would absorb all the dangerous sure <laughs> of course who knew yeah i guess back then true yeah i mean like everybody was scared of that stuff and we still don't know what these things are going to do to us yeah i know they're so, sitting in our pockets right next to right, our balls all yes. day we was i i've asked alice on the podcast numerous well no, a few times i'll ask you the same question Back in the day, people smoked. I mean, hell, doctors didn't tell you there was anything wrong with it in the 20s, I don't think. Sure. But if someone now could go back and tell someone in the 20s, listen, your lungs are going to fill with black smoke and you're going to die very young because of this. I, th- I really do think a lot of people would have stopped smoking. If Greg from 2070 came back and yeah. told Greg today that in the year 2040, we realized that these things were emitting really bad rate, whatever the case may be. Sure. And you're going to end up with four balls. <laughs> Seriously. And you're going to have cancer on your lower half of your body, and you're going to have... Yeah. Chances are you're going to die a very terrible death. death. yeah. Would you stop using your phone tomorrow? Ah. And I know that sounds extreme, but... If you go back to when people were smoking, it seemed like this fun, casual thing. Doctors didn't seem to think it was a big deal. And it took a while to realize the, the health effects. I wouldn't stop totally using my phone because I don't know how it exists without it, but I would keep it out of my pocket. That's what I would do. But you'd still use it? Yeah, of course. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see that four ball situation, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. BT was texting me when we were having our conversation about who's the next star that the Knicks could get in the free agent to put him over the top. Yeah. And he brought up Kristaps Porzingis. Mm, good Lord. But I think that's next, not this summer. I think that's next summer. Yeah, but he, I believe he's got an option there. He's got an, all right, yeah. I'm looking unrestricted free agent. Right. Uh, yes. So, yeah, he's got a player option. He's going to be a free agent. He has played very, very well. He has. I'm putting in player option to see if this is coming up next year. Well, you get LeBron. (laughs) So, yeah, so Chris Middleton, Mm -hmm. it's an interesting one. Yep. He's got a player option. 
James Harden oh, God. has a player option. Porzingis. Dr- oh, I'll give you one. Fred Van Vliet. Mm, I love Van Vliet. Um, but he, you know, that might have position. a little redundancy yeah, no, no, there. For sure. Brunson, I'm but. just looking at names right now. That's all. Yeah. Um, like, what position would you look for? <laughs> See, this is what this is the age old question in the NBA. Because it's a positionless game. It you is. Know, you like obviously Mitchell Robinson serves that role, and Jalen Brunson serves his role. Right. But other than that, I mean, when you've got Julius Randle shooting as many threes as he does, you've got R.J. Barrett, who is a shooting guard that doesn't shoot all that well, but goes to the hoop well. Yeah. You know, you've got. I mean, Josh Hart is a, I guess, sort of a traditional three and D guy at his position. But I mean, I would. You know, I. I like the Porzingis fit the more I think about it because what he would provide for this team that they don't have, you know, seven-footer who could do all the things that he could do. You know, Middleton is set. He's got a player option. I get Mm -hmm. it. A really good player. He's set to make, if he stays in Milwaukee, $42 million next year. (laughs) My God. That is amazing. Oh, I want to bring this up. Speaking of the player salaries and we were... um, Banning about the the regional sports networks now that's going to change and the salaries are going to go down and what Al has been talking about for years and we saw the MSG Plus yesterday yeah. you know thirty dollars a month for the Knicks and Rangers and everything else so I can't take credit for this idea because actually Bob Gelb our sales guy the original producer for Mike and the Mad mm-hmm. Dog still works here he texted me this and he goes if the salaries start going down like we expect because of the change of the regional sports networks and the cable bills. All that's going to do is make more live golfs, which I thought was fascinating. It might. You're right about that. Well, he's right about that. Yeah. yeah. And that, to me, so, imagine. Yes. You want to talk about 100%. change? Yeah. And like Saudi Arabia comes in and is like takes the whole all the Pittsburgh Pirates and just pays them a gazillion dollars. It's possible. Live and I'll tell live, you this too, it. because when you look at. Now I'm not. I don't want to get into the whole political part of this. Just talking about the sports and the leagues and the players. If you go back and listen to or read what Phil Mickelson said about creating competition, yeah, I know. I know he took two hundred million dollars. I get all that. Look at what the effect it's having on the PGA Tour. Now, did you see their announcement yeah. yesterday? Yeah, I saw. I saw. I read the whole thing this what morning. What are they going to do next year? It looks like they're going to start having more events that look like live, live events golf, now. Yeah. Where there's no cut, half the field, and they all make money. Right, exactly. Not to mention all the concessions they've made and upgrades they've made and purse increases going forward. Um, these are things that were not in existence before Liv. And I don't want to use the word threatened them because I don't think Liv is threatening yet to a certain extent. Although there have been some good players that have gone. This has had a big cause and effect in a very positive way for the current PGA Tour players. So while whatever the the uh, the idea going there, whatever the incentive was, there was a cause and effect, which he did say he had hoped would happen, and it is happening right in front of our eyes right now. Yeah, so yesterday, 2024 season is going to feature eight, this is for PGA, eight designated events that will have fields of 70 to 78 players competing for elevated purses and FedEx Cup points. Yep. They also will not have a 36-hole cut. Yep. Guaranteeing that all the top players will will be competing in all four rounds. Uh, these designated events will be in addition to the majors, the players, and the three FedEx Cup playoff events. Now, now that's nine events now that players 76 down are going to get screwed out of competing in. 
Yes. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing for the ones that are playing. Clearly, it's not. It's a guaranteed payday and all that. But like, there's a lot of ramifications to this stuff. Sure. But what I do like, and if you watch the um, full swing documentary on Netflix, part of the big thing that they were talking about is these guys who miss the cut that don't get paid anything. And well, it's like, I just I do travel and this and now, that, and I'm in the hole. They did have an addendum. Um, they did add to that, too. To where I think they get stipends now if they don't make the cut. And again, that was another effect from Liv. Absolutely. So for years, there would be these guys that would miss the cut that would be in the hole that week. Correct. A lot of money, too. Yeah, and and, and you think like guys like obviously the top players in the world that are getting, you know, Rory Rory doesn't have to worry about missing a cut. But there are guys that like the two guys who were competing at the top of the Honda Classic, uh, Kirk and Cole, this past uh, weekend, like those guys, they miss a cut. That's a big deal. Yes, because they have to pay for their travel. They have to pay for their hotel stays. They got to pay for their, I mean, not all their meals. I'm sure they get some at the course, yeah. but everything. And, and the week, it's not like you just show up Thursday and play. They're there on Monday night to play Tuesday, Wednesday, and then the events start on Thursday. It's a lot of money. And if you don't make the cut, you get nothing. Right. I think that has changed as well. Yeah. And Live Golf definitely has helped out the PGA players that have stayed. Yeah. And really the only one, like, I know that Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau had that thing a few years back where they were rivals and they hated each other. But that went away quick because both of them started, they that dealt with injuries and they started mm-hmm. not winning. So those two guys being gone now, it doesn't feel as big. The big one was Cam Smith. Yeah. When Cam Smith went after winning the Open Championship, him being young with the mullet and the look and that that one hurt. That was the big one that hurt. But like the the rest of the guys that that are around like, you know, Zalatoris, I know they're not if you're not a golf fan, you're not as into this, but you know, Justin Thomas, Will Zalatoris, Scotty Scheffler, I mean those guys are you know, Tony Finau, Colin Morikawa, and those guys are uh, they're fun. I'm into that. They, they but they just lack personality. Yeah. And that's a problem. It It is. Rory doesn't. Yeah, Rory's fine, but there's not enough of them. You know, when, whether you, if you were a sports fan, and this goes to the personality, there's not many guys like this, and I know that. But even someone like Al who doesn't watch golf, uh, there was a couple of tournaments where Tiger's on the back nine with a chance to win. He actually put it on. Yeah. And Tiger has that. He's. I know you usually don't say this, but he's bigger than the game. I mean, he's Tiger Woods. He he <laughs> he blows past all that stuff. Mickelson had that flair that people wanted to watch him. There were names that if they were on the front page of the leaderboard, you'd put it on. I the, I love golf. The PGA Tour doesn't have that right now. They just don't. Doesn't mean they don't have great golfers. They got the best in the world for sure. But it lacks flair right now. Sure, I, but those who gamble on it, because the gambling on golf right now is through the roof. I mean, there are so many people that have been sucked into this because of the great odds that you get. And it's over a four-day period and everything else. I, I think that, that the popularity of it, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And then the Netflix documentary. So, yeah, the, the, the personality is lacking, but I think there's still a ton of younger sports fans that are into golf. Look at the waste management. I mean, I know it's a big party. Yeah. And then if you walk around some of these other ones, like when the Ryder Cup comes here, it's not going to be like everybody 65 and over. No. It's going to be a lot of young people there. Th- those events are fine. I mean, the, the regular grind of the tour oh, is yeah. not going to have what it actually had built up to have in the late 90s through the early 2000s. Sure. It's, it's just not. And I love golf, but... It's actually hard for me to sit down and watch it at this point. Really? Yeah. I'm not into it as much. Yeah, I see I am. Just I, not. We, we just switched with that. 
I've, I love playing. I yeah. love watching. I, but if I if I don't recognize the names, eh, I'll watch it for five minutes. Yeah. And that's about it. Or the course. Like, I'll watch Augusta. Sure. I know the course. I'll watch Riviera. But some of these other ones, eh. We were at a, uh, a, a meeting with the uh, the great folks from uh, McConnell's Whiskey, which I'm actually Irish Whiskey, which I'm actually wearing a shirt here today. Nice. But they uh, were talking about golf with Boomer, you know, because they were interested in the places that he had played and... You know, obviously in Ireland and Scotland, there's mm-hmm. amazing golf courses. We're talking about that with the Irish whiskey. And when Boomer was rattling off his top five, Augusta did not make his top five. Mm. And I'm thinking, that's pretty good when you can name your top five and not mention yes! Augusta. And he's played there. Yeah, I know. I no, I'm talking about play, top five places he's played at. I know. And he said no. He said it's a top ten for me. It's not a top five. How about I, that? I couldn't believe it. I was floored. He's like, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is not a top five for me. He'll never be invited back. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he It not. is an interesting thing, though, about the other sports from the standpoint of, if let's say, the NBA salaries, which have gone through the roof, because this is where I think they could really have some inroads. Yeah. If, in fact, you were able to entice, let's say the salaries start going down, and all of a sudden, a league like that comes along and says, we're going to give you $60 million a year, guaranteed, five years Three hundred million dollars, never playing back to backs. You don't have to play eighty-two games. We're going to play a sixty-game season. I mean, it 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 can do some damage. Oh sure. I mean, these guys. I mean, James Harden would run to live basketball in two seconds. You know, he would. He wouldn't care. He'd be the first one to go. So I I think that if the salaries do start to correct themselves, there is an opening there yeah. for Saudi Arabian basketball. There could league. be. There could be. I mean, that then, they want to talk about changing the landscape, man. Yeah, because players have for years, especially as they've made more money, and you've heard this too, well, maybe we'll start our own league. Yeah. None of them have the guts to do it because if it fails, they'll be in financial ruin. I mean, that's the one thing, you know, people like to get on the owners, and I get it. These owners employ thousands of people and spend and take major risks trying to get into these things. And yeah, they're rich beyond their wildest dreams because of it. I get it. But, man, they're the ones that put their neck out there financially. And, you know, if LeBron wants to start his own league, go for it. It might be successful. Guess what? Might not be. Yeah, probably not. Just stick with the pickleball league that he started with Tom Brady. (laughs) Just stick with that. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. CeeLo back with us. What's going on, Chris? Good morning. Good morning again. Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Pretty dominant effort for the Knicks from start to finish last night. It's been the Brunson show, folks. He's got whatever he wanted off the bounce. Floats it up. Seconds here in the second quarter. Mike and Clyde on the He was MSG. disappointing in the second half. <laughs> Only nine points when there was. 30 yeah. 39 in the first half, as it turned out for Brunson. The Knicks had 81 of the break on their way to a 142 118 blowout of the Nets at the Garden. 47 in the first quarter certainly helped with that. They had 23s on the night. RJ Barrett afterwards couldn't even keep track. You know, an 81 point first half is fun, RJ, but take. <laughs> yes. She always blows me away when players that were in the game have no idea where they were in the game. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) 
So the natural follow-up, how did that happen? Making a lot of shots. <laughs> but uh, no, we, you know, we got good looks, especially, um, I mean, obviously Jalen went crazy. And of course, Brunson with the big game from the Nets' perspective. Jacques Vaughn tipping his cap to Brunson. Another good game by him. Give him credit for that. Uh, we tried some different things against him, and uh, we'll continue to try things going forward with our, with our group. By the way, Al, I did get works. approval of the, um, we have to find the day, the Dukes shooting challenge will be at Rutgers. Oh, for three-pointers? Correct. So you will be able to see, and they have, I think they have two lines on the, I got to check, but at least the college three, you'll be able to attempt, and then we can mark off the extra foot, foot and a half, whatever it is for the cool. NBA three. So what is the time you shot a three, Al? Been a while. Mm. Been a while, like 30 years. <laughs> but did, did you make a claim like you could make 10 no, of them? You, at you a, were curious, right? I was curious oh. what Jerry thought if I just was shooting three-pointers, how many would I hit if I shot 10 three-pointers? You'd have to warm up for a while, yeah. I think, and then... I still say one. Yeah, I was going to say. You I warm up for three days. One. I say one. Yeah. It's far, man. I'm going to say three. Wow. I think he goes three out of ten. Al's going to shoot out 30% from three? Yes. Come on. I'm serious. Nobody so in his I face. Wanted, the way I want to set it up is actually it was 15. I wanted to set up like the three-point shooting contest. Three balls in the corner, on the wing, straight, wing, corner. I thought that would be fun. A corner, he's got no shot. Yeah. I, to me, it's... Sometimes the corner's easier for people, actually. Believe it or not. If you're telling me it's the same spot, I like him for three. But if you're moving him around, that's a totally different... Well, he gets three in each spot. Right. All right. You're right, you like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Like that? Okay. Like that? I'm, I'm going to wear shorts. Like I'm going to wear a tank top like a basketball player. We had a headband. Kareem goggles. Headband and goggles. <laughs> goggles. Nice. I'll give you two out of 15. And I will uh, I'll make sure I use the GoPro like we did for the baseball challenge, too. All right. So we'll have good footage. And speaking of getting Al to do things, I guess the whole spring training game thing sort of... I think it's died down. It's died down. Oh, I thought we had a day, no? I don't know, man. Why did it die down? I'm, I mean, I guess... Are we it, back to the Jersey Shore Blue Claws? They would do it for sure. I'd I talk to them, but, yeah. but we would have to just pick a day. What is this? Spring training? What? Uh, Al's going to call oh. a Yankee game. Oh. Yeah. How do you feel about that, CeeLo? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would listen. I know you would. Yeah. I heard him. I did hear you doing your Yankee call stuff last week. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's where that emanated from. I figured. Yep. I think that was like right before the neurovirus, I'm pretty sure. And then I had totally forgotten about it. And that's why I wasn't keeping it like top of mind. Yeah. I thought it was after. Wasn't or this was just it? last week? Yeah, but. Well, that, so was last week. Yeah, it was a neurovirus. Wednesday was. I was in for was Geo. It? Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was like right before that. Okay. And that's why. I think you're right. That's why it died down. Right. And I forgot well, about we it. We need to bring that back up. Yeah. Or we figure it out. <laughs> Well, you, now you're teetering on this. Oh, I, I can now. I got a sick dog. I can't leave the oh. dog. <laughs> These Bring dogs to the vet overnight for a few days. You'll be vet fine overnight, Jerry. You Wait, got cash. You're fine overnight. You said a blue claws game, didn't you? Just say no. Just, no, no the Yankees. Yankee. What was the Tampa. blue claws thing? Well, because we that's where it started. Was him calling a game, oh, okay, and I said okay. I'm sure the Jersey the Jersey Shore Blue Claws would love to you. have us in, and they I saw they contacted us on Twitter. I guess he talked to them as well, and I said I'd be more than happy to sit in and be his. The analyst right. for him, if he would like. I don't a, have to. Uh, the no. highest levels here wanted to send Al down to Tampa. Yeah, and still do. Uh, I think they do. Mm, how about no? I think they're counting on me bailing, <laughs> <laughs> calling your bluff. You, yeah, right. I think so. Yeah, and he had uh, Al ultimately had no interest in doing it. Uh, yes, he did. He, mm. uh, he yeah. did mm. for a moment, and that moment's gone. Uh, right. Now I can't. The dog. I honestly can't. What am I going to do with the dog urinating all over the house? <laughs> Just bring her to the Yankees clubhouse and have her urinate on that rug. You see the dog that uh, did number two on the yes. court last night? Awesome. That was We've great. had that act 
at Rutgers games. At Frisbee dog? It's yes. A, they're really oh, cool, too. I was like, they're doing a number two on the court as an no, act. No, 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 no. <laughs> That was actually pretty funny. Anyway, oh, sorry. I'm distracted. The Yankee game, like, I guess, was this from yesterday? I don't know. But, no, it's uh, right now. Well, no, I didn't know if it was earlier. And usually, don't they just wear the pinstripes for the first spring training game, the full pinstripes? Who cares? My point is, <laughs> is my alma mater advertising behind home plate, Quinnipiac, with the ad up there. Nice. nice. Yeah. Speaking of ads, we're also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Uh, play official state lottery games on your phone. Anyway, Knicks are in Miami tomorrow night. Nets visit the Celtics after Boston outlasted the Cavs Wednesday, 117-113. Jason Tatum, 41, 11 rebounds and 8 assists out to Donovan Mitchell, who did finish with 40. For Kevin Durant, 23 points across 27 minutes in his son's debut as the Suns beat the Hornets 105-91. Devin Booker had 37 for Phoenix. Here he was on his new teammate. Kev's somebody that I, I, I have high respect for. And, you know, it's one of those moments that, you know, it doesn't really feel real. I'm going to take it day by day. And, you know, just watching him from a little bit closer, I can't hard no more. The like Dennis Rodman's on the court again. You see that guy with the blue hair? <laughs> yeah. I love it. That was pretty wild. By the way, uh, here's the audio from your guy, Matthew Mayer, the Illinois guard. Mm. You were talking with the caffeine issue. Meyer, sorry, okay. It was a 50-50 shot, and I lost. Uh, Here was, in his own words, what went on with uh, the caffeine situation. I've actually been sick the last few days. I had caffeine poisoning. I literally had uh, six monsters the day of the game. I only had one before, but I had five after because I like a caffeine-induced euphoria to play video games in. All right. Tough life for these college athletes after the game. <laughs> this, I just imagine this is the type of doofus that Sabrina's going to bring home at some point, which is 18 years old. But I just picture. Uh, uh, hey, Mr. G. Uh, uh, caffeine poisoning. God. Turned out That's the, funny. the next day is not so great. I could barely get out of bed the next day. It was like basically like a caffeine hangover. And uh, so this is my first day of practicing since then. Uh, it's got that Brad Underwood, their coach is a fiery guy. Mm. I would have lo- I would love if there was a camera in his office when like the assistant goes in and says uh, yeah Myers out today. Right. Why? Caffeine induced co- whatever the hell it was. <laughs> like <laughs> what? Now but do you think so he said he could barely get out of bed so presumably he like you know stayed in bed all day or called out like do you think did he did he know right away what it was or did he think it was something else and then they eventually Maybe the trainers know determined it's possible. The- hey so what did you these well, trainers are pretty high level. Yeah. Probably had an idea Did you talk what it about, was. was. I didn't catch all the segments. Did you just talk about pills? No, no, no. Oh. Around here with the energy drinks with yeah, Jody, Jody Mac. Mac. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the you Mac. were here that day? I was here either the day, that day and then left before that happened or I was in the next morning. It was one of the two. Oh, but I just... remember him banging those drinks in the newsroom <laughs> thinking like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Uh, freebie. Mariana Rivera was, uh, you know basically, you know... Um, endorsing Endorsing them? is the mm. word I was looking for. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, it was like they were delicious. It yeah. was one after another after another. Right. Having no idea there was probably 200 milligrams of caffeine in every single one of them. Yeah, it was a bit much. And he got well, taken out of here, right? He didn't have to go to the hospital? I forget. I think he went home, and when he got home... His then wife, he went to the hospital. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Came through it okay. And yeah, he did. He's still working on, like, right. you know, nine different outlets at a time. He has more jobs than I do, which is hard to believe. Quickly on the hockey, because uh, I want to get to some football stuff here. Rangers did beat the Flyers in overtime, 3-2. to two. Vlad Tarasenko, the game winner, also had two assists. Blue Shirts head home for Patrick Kane's debut tonight against Ottawa. Devils beat Colorado 7-5, to five. goal and three assists for Dawson Mercer. He's now scored in seven straight games. That's a new team record. The Devils just one point behind 
first place Carolina atop the Metropolitan Division. A couple of giant notes here following up on what Joe Shane said Tuesday in Indianapolis. So he was on uh, Good Morning Football today with NFL Network and shared that he met with Daniel Jones's new reps both, well, or not both, but three days, Monday, Tuesday, and yesterday, that will continue throughout the course of the week. Still not close on a deal or as close as he would like, um, but he noted that uh, Jones was in their team facility Monday. They're having productive talks and hoping to get something done before Tuesday of next week when you have the deadline uh, for the franchise tag. Leftovers from Aaron Rodgers on the Aubrey Marcus podcast. Not contemplating. Did you listen to it? No. I did not listen to the whole thing. Al? I listened to the first 20 minutes, and I got sick of it. Yeah, I was into it yesterday before I left, and by the time I left, I had lost complete interest. You were done. Eddie, no, I would say probably not. How about you? No. Yeah, me neither. I did what I needed to yesterday to get those cuts, and based on the way You kind of actually did hear a lot of it. No, not a lot of it. I caught the first few minutes, and then the back end when he finally got to the retirement talks. Okay. I missed a lot of the in-between. Um, but here he is not contemplating another season because he feels like he has any unfinished business. I don't feel like I have any left to accomplish, like... For people like show you like, hey, I can do this, you know, like or I got to win another Super Bowl. So people, you know, think is, you know, think of me in a you know higher sense. Like, no, I don't, no, I don't need to do any of that. Yeah, I love playing and that's a good enough reason. And once he decides on that part comes the part where he decides on the where. Yeah, I'm under contract with the Packers for sure. So if I decide uh, to play, like uh, first is a conversation with them. You know, where are you guys at? Like, honestly. And it's the so I guess this whole, I, I guess this decision didn't come to him in the dark. Wasn't that the whole point of this? Well, we said yesterday, he hadn't, he said, I'll decide soon. So it wasn't, it, there was no like epiphany or anything. He also said on Pat McAfee that he's not going in there to find out exactly what he's going to do. Right. He's just going to go in there and try to learn more about himself. And yes. when he comes out of it, he'll make a decision because he's got no choice because he doesn't want to keep everybody waiting, right. which he's doing, but... No, he didn't go in there to be like, I'm going to come out waiting for voices or something. So like, no. seriously, didn't listen to the whole thing either then. I didn't listen to any of it. Oh, okay. Got I it. was going to, and then I with all the clips, I'm like, yeah. I feel like I read a lot if it was enough. Yeah, pretty much someone else goes through it, and if there's something mm-hmm. to take away, they'll let you know. Here's one of those deep thoughts, something he contemplated and worked through during the darkness retreat. I fought so hard for this, what seems now ridiculous, um, way to differentiate uh, my life or private life. And my career, but what hit me in the darkness was that my life is football. My life and football are connected, and that's totally okay. He needed the darkness to realize that. <laughs> well, not, make maybe make peace with it instead of trying to separate the two. Yeah, yeah. But he's, all right. I, mean, I get it if he's twenty four, twenty five, and it's still new to him. He's thirty nine years old. And yeah. He's one of the greatest players in the game today and of all time. You really needed to go into a cave to separate, the, to realize they're not separated? <laughs> I guess so, man. That was his process. But I think what he had struggled with throughout his career is he didn't want to be known as just a football player. Like, that's something that he said in one of his other clips. But and he hated you are, that. though. Like, how? Well, that's you know, what he realized. To though. the public, no one cares that you're married to Gina. Right, the listening audience, you're the host of the show. Well, actually, people uh, yeah, on uh, right, Google, you know actually. What I, mean. I was going to say, Google, <laughs> you know what I mean. Google searches disagree. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about, but this is just his, like, he wants to be known as more complex than just oh, a guy who throws a football. I think that's been a step. He's done and, that. And he has definitely achieved that. All right. Meantime, more quarterback talk in Indy, current and future. Let's start with the current Ravens GM, Eric DaCosta, trying to massage the Lamar Jackson situation. He can't win in this league without a strong quarterback. I mean, that's been proven. So we want Lamar here. 
Um, we think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Certainly beats the alternative. Living in a world without a quarterback is a is a bad world to live in. Uh, and I think there's a lot of GMs and coaches who would probably say that, who are living in that world right now. We're aware of that. Um, I think we've been uh, blessed. That goes back to Joe Flacco. Now, Chris Ballard is one of those GMs right now searching for his QB answer, trying to maintain some leverage or, I guess, deniability. Like, this is what's great right now. Everybody has just automatically Ballard. stamped that you've got to move up to one to get it right. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't. He gets it. He sounds like he should be on the Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never thought, would have thought he sounded like Me that. Me neither. We've played cuts from him before. Yeah, I don't remember him. You combine him and Ursay, it's an interesting duo that they've got atop that organization. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he understands, though, especially this time of year. That's going to be the narrative. And that's okay. Y'all got to write something. You got to keep the news flowing. But I don't necessarily know if that's the... I don't know if that's the... The right course of business. And lastly, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. When we meet as a staff and we say, okay, this is what we need to do. This is the guy for the next 10 to 15 years and we think he's the right guy. Sure, we'll do it. But who's to say we won't get one at four? At four. <laughs> at four. We'll find one at four. So this is all That's funny. The, the, the jockeying for There's a lot going on in the NFL, yeah. Making sure no team feels that they're desperate to move up or anything, yep. so on and so forth. Have you been following the A.J. Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster? Well, I knew the original thing, war. yeah, with with the whole the Valentine's Day thing right. and the hold, and he called him TikTok boy. Exactly. So this is dragged on, uh, and I guess, Juju, this was a, a DM that Juju sent to A.J. Brown that I guess he screenshotted and put out there. I don't play them kids' games. If you want to see me, I'm with it. You better go to Cabo and enjoy your ring and stop bleeping with me. It's A.J. Brown to Juju. No, this is Juju to A.J. Brown, right? No, because... It's the, not? Because the eagle... you, you got to get that ring. You're right. You're right. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it reversed. You're right. right. You're right. So this is A.J. in Juju's DMs. Right. You better go to Cabo, enjoy your ring, stop bleeping with me. Leave me off all your TikTok bleep bleep. Okay. <laughs> And then I guess he sent this publicly on Twitter, which I guess he since deleted. This is, again, AJ to Juju. You really need to find you somebody else to play with. Don't let that ring get you beat the you-know-what up because I'm with all the dumb bleep. I'm not going to speak on it no more. Wow. Well, we'll see. Yeah, he's a guy that you don't want to mess with. AJ Brown, you do not want to mess no. with. And Juju is just, he's a... He's basically Jackson Mahomes with skill. I mean, that's all he is. You know? Right. He's the same type of TikTok annoying personality guy mm. that nobody likes. And AJ Brown's he's re he's a that's a real dude right yeah. there. Yeah. Juju jumped on in Kansas City. Yeah. And all of a sudden Tyreek Hill's gone. McCall Hardman was hurt this year, and he's suddenly part of the offense that wins the Super Bowl. So worked out nicely. And you see Mike McCarthy dumping on Kellen Moore. Yeah. What is that all about? Oh yeah, I was I gonna that was, that audio I can't so I listened to all of the seventeen minutes McCarthy spoke. Oh. And I was zipping through it a little bit, Got but like two clips. Boy, I know. Trust me, I know. Um, but that one in particular, I'm wondering if he said off to the side with a reporter. The quote was, in terms of more, I've been where Kellen has been. Kellen wants to light the scoreboard up, but I want to run the damn balls so I can rest my defense. I don't desire to be the number one offense in the league. And then he would go on and on. Yeah, I don't have that clip. about having more balance. I know. Yeah, I know. But like, why would you say that now? Yeah, you had him. You're right. the coach. Don't you have control over what you're doing out there? Yeah, exactly. And then you're going to trash this guy. Right. This you point, like you it. look terrible. Fix it. Yeah. Yep. You're the head coach. Yeah, weird. Now, it wasn't, and you'll know better than I, really. when McCarthy got there, wasn't Moore already there? And yeah. like basically, it was like a shotgun marriage situation. Pretty much. Well, I mean, Kellen Moore, if you remember, was like the hot name. Right. 
So I think that kind of, if I had to guess, was Maybe, part of the issue. But he stuck around for how many no, years, know. you know? But that, you know, if Jerry Jones gets involved, that could have very well been something from above Possibly. McCarthy. Possibly. And, and Kellen Moore went into Mike McCarthy's DMs and said, I ain't playing with you no more. <laughs> I bet you shut your damn fat face. Leave me off your TikTok. Yeah, leave me off your TikTok bullcrap. All right, see you later. Yeah, we're good for this. All right, we'll see you next hour. on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Two more negative John Morant stories were out there in this Washington Post story yesterday. One of them we had heard about, about a pickup game that was at his home and him and a 17-year-old got into it and apparently the ball was thrown at John Morant in a way that he was not prepared for it and it hit him and then he ended up punching this kid allegedly. So that the more details came out about that. And then there was this other story about in a mall in Memphis at a finish line sneaker store, John Morant's mother got into a dispute with a store employee. And according to police, she called Morant, who arrived shortly with a group of as many as nine people confronted by the director of mall security. John Morant and his friends refused the security guards demands to leave the mall parking lot. Police arrived in a verbal confrontation escalated. Someone in the group pushed the security guard directly in the head. And as the group was leaving the premises, John Morant said, let me find out what time he gets off, which obviously is a threatening type of thing, too. You add this to the laser beams in the car with the assistant coaches, and you've got now a problem. Three different things are one of the brightest young stars that the NBA has. What do you even say? Other than this... Assuming that this behavior is accurate from what we're seeing, because it's not one time. Now we've got yes. three different instances. Right. It's a problem. I, it can't happen. And if you are, you know, you can say if you want to go to the Grizzlies, that's fine. It might go higher than that. Maybe something's got to come from the commissioner's office. Like, you can't do this. Yeah, I, and Shannon Sharp talked about this a lot after the first thing happened. And a point that he brought up that I thought was very smart was he's, he seems to be surrounded with the people that he grew up with. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that that can be good for you, and sometimes it can be very bad for you. And it seems like he has surrounded himself with a lot of people that are dragging him down that are a negative influence on his life as opposed to a positive influence. So when he's showing up with nine people, he's showing up with these peers of his that really have nothing to lose he's got everything to lose and his mentality is i'm still one of those guys when he's not he's he's something different than that he's something that's got you know hundreds of millions of dollars generational money hall of fame all of these things that he could have and he's getting pulled in these negative directions and it's just it's it's dangerous now well i think there's two things there number one i think it's very hard to i think it's easy for us to sit here and say whether it's john moran or any whoever it is entertainers that make this kind of money and hit it big and all of a sudden their childhood friends are still around i think it's easy for us to sit there and say you're making a fortune move on with your life these are real relationships and in a lot of cases that have gone from years and years and years and years. And we're also not talking about people in their 50s and 60s when they don't really give a crap anymore as they've gotten later in life. They're still very impressionable. Um, so I think it's easy to say that. I think it's harder to actually do it and break away from. That having been said, you can learn and mature to the point where you can be the one to say, hey, guys, enough. You know, it doesn't mean because your friends are still around that you got to act like a bunch of jackasses. 
I mean, yeah. you know, you can stand up, take charge and say no more or get the hell out. I mean, you can do that. True. But the, when you're in that circle, sometimes you don't know what like your compass is lost. Your moral compass is lost at that point because you're just doing all the stuff you did before you got famous. Right. But and that's what I'm saying. Someone's got to step so, in. Yeah, and say, absolutely. Yeah. You want to keep these friends around. We get it. You've known them since you were four years old. Understood. You can't behave like this. Yeah. And maybe you got to be threatened with suspension or something. I don't know. Something that's going to hit home to where he can turn things around to where this stuff doesn't happen. Yeah. Now you've had three instances with him. Zion Williamson is hurt all the time. I know R.J. Barrett. We've talked about how he hasn't reached that next level. I love R.J. Barrett. But, I mean, think about... If this keeps going negatively with John Moran, maybe R.J. Barrett turns out to be the best player of the three. R.J. Barrett may not be the best three-point shooter in the world. I get it. He may not be able to go right, but he's a hell of a slasher. He works hard. He plays hard, and he plays. And he's not a bad player. Is he what you want out of a number three pick? I get it, but he's still pretty damn good. Well, the issue is, and I've told this to Boomer many times, and he's like, I'm not giving up on him. I said, nobody's giving up on him, but you might be giving up on him being the superstar that you hoped he would be. Um, and he's a very good player, not a superstar. He's a very good player. But the, the, the issue is that if he had turned into that superstar player, this team could do anything. And and that's the issue. And that's what's frustrating for Knicks fans. How would you, let me ask you this, how would you classify that pick? Meaning, like, is a, that a miss? No, no, it's not a miss. Right, I agree. No, it's I, not, I, I don't, I don't think they miss. hit a home run with it. Yeah, but they got a really good player. Like Zion, right now, feels it's like a, a miss. Huge miss right now. It's a huge swing and a miss because he can't stay on the floor. R.J. Barrett, you know, twenty-five and three. Yeah, pretty good. Sure. You, now, got a, you got a pretty good player. Now, obviously, John Morant is still unbelievably more talented, more successful than R.J. Barrett. But what I'm bringing up is he's on a negative path here. Correct. And if there's some sort of suspension or some sort of other issue or who the hell knows. If this stuff continues, he will find him in a bad way with this league very quickly. Yeah, I wonder if he were here in New York, if it would be better or worse. I mean, because more eyes on you than Memphis more to do than Memphis. I think you can get in trouble anywhere, anytime, anyhow. Yeah, but I know. I just wonder if it would be. I don't know. You, the, the normal reaction would say, "Yeah, it'd be worse in New York than it would be in Memphis." But I, I'm not so sure about that. I don't think it matters anymore. If you're if you're with people doing stupid things, I think everyone's out there with a camera. Everyone's out there wanting to break news. Everybody wants to go viral. Everyone wants a story. I don't think it matters anymore. Yeah, and that's that was my point. You know, with. The whole Rogers thing with Tiki, and I understand. I understood his point. To me, the media now is more than just a guy that writes in a, in a newspaper article. Writes in a newspaper article. It's 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 the Twitter, it's the Instagram, it's the TikTok, it's you know text messaging and screen grabs that then get put out onto social media. That to me is almost worse now than the guys that cover the teams. Do you have a lot of knuckleheads growing up? Knucklehead friends. I had a ton um, of knucklehead friends. I still am friends with them, but they're total knuckleheads, and they know exactly who they are. Not really. I mean, did, did I have a couple of friends that did a couple of dumb things? Yes. A lot? No, not really. Yeah, we did a ton of dumb stuff. Really did. Like what? Give me the worst thing you did. The worst thing? Yeah, you say you did a ton of dumb stuff. Like what? Uh, you steal no, a car? No, never stole a car. I did watch a friend take a uh, deck out of a car when I didn't realize he was doing the radio. It. I did, and I swear I didn't. Re- like, it sounds like I didn't know. I really didn't know he was doing it. Like we, he stopped. He got out of the car, like on a phone, and I was thinking this is strange. And the next thing you know, he comes back like ten minutes later with this deck. I'm like, what are you doing? 
But anyway, um, I, I remember once we, I had a, a Jeep Cherokee at the time, like the, the boxier ones, not the Grand Cherokee. And we took a rope and tied it to the, the tow hitch at the back. Mm-hmm. And we tied it around a stop sign. And I went and pulled the stop sign out of the road and dragged it down the road while it was like sparking everywhere in the neighborhood. That sounds fun. We did that once. That was pretty stupid. Do <laughs> you think? Yeah, that was very stupid. Uh, were you like all fired up during it too? Oh, we were laughing. <laughs> That's so stupid. We were laughing. Or teenagers laughing, right? You know? Imagine if a cop saw you do that. Yeah, that was stupid. Right. There was this one lady in the neighborhood too. That, not my neighborhood, but she was. Oh, she would torture all the other neighbors and complain about all the other neighbors. So the prank that we did is we cut a a lawnmower and tied it to the tree in her front yard and just started it. So we'd go around in circles. <laughs> Over and over and over again, and she couldn't catch it and stop it <laughs> until it ran out of gas. That was that's a good one. funny. That was a good I one. I mean, that sucks for her, but yeah. that's funny. You're not going to you're not getting yeah. arrested for that. No, 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 no. You're not getting arrested for that. No. I mean, there's, there's those a, aren't too terrible. No. I mean, the stealing of the deck was pretty. Yeah, bad. You didn't do that. You didn't, but that I didn't was your do friend. it. Yeah, I right. didn't do it. And as someone that had my car stereo deck stolen once, that sucks. Yeah, I know. That was a bad one. Yeah, I'm trying to, there's got to be more that are in there in the head. I'm sure my friends are screaming, how about this one, how about that one? Oh, this is one my friend did. This is not something you get arrested for, but this made me laugh so much. So the 7-Elevens in the wintertime have these, the wood outside of the 7-Elevens. They're called okay. hot sticks. You know, you, you take them and it's just like it's wood, firewood. So my friend, the hack a fire stick guy, <laughs> hack a fire stick, he starts piling up the wood he takes one by one these bundles of wood at the 7-eleven at the 7-eleven from outside brings them in sticks them on the counter one after another after another so it's like halfway up to the ceiling now right and the guy is he's going dude 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 scanning all the barcodes right and then when he finally gets the last one up and it's a wall of wood with a line of people holding their coffee and buttered rolls he goes eh. I don't want them anymore. Oh, come on. That's that's juvenile. Of course that's it not, is. But that's not like what we're talking about. <laughs> so if that's the worst thing you did, I mean, that's, that's not the worst that's thing. That's annoying. That's not the worst thing. And that's some punk kid that, you know, the people online want to go kick his ass. <laughs> that's the teens that, you know, that most people are afraid of. I'm not saying it was terrible. I'm just saying these are knucklehead Stupidity. things. Stupidity. These knucklehead things, yeah, man. Yeah, right? I know. I, yeah, I, I got to be honest. I don't really. You didn't have that knucklehead no. stuff? I really didn't. No. Yeah. I'll tell you some more off the air, but I know you got to go. I do. You're going to Minnesota. Heading to Minneapolis. All right. Very good. Say Bassery. No. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm pulling a boomerang. Sorry. An old, I'm not sorry. I'm pulling an old Monday night football thing like he used to do. All right. Very good. So, Well, we'll see you tomorrow. So, 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 go catch your flight. I will see you tomorrow. Geo coming alive for the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomer, of course, off the rest of the week. Jerry Recco now on his way to Minneapolis. He's going to go call a game and then come back and be here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. So flying out to the Midwest and flying back. So we're going to have a very tired but very excited for the weekend. Jerry Recco tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock. We got a couple of these John Morant phone calls with the news and the Washington Post story that we will get to this segment. But you know, one thing that I sort of saved for when Jerry was not going to be here for this 9 o'clock hour, and I talked a little bit about it with CeeLo earlier, is some of this hyperbole that's going on with this Knicks team just needs to stop. You need to chill just a little bit. Now, I've been waiting for the Knicks to be good forever, 
And I got fired up a couple years ago when they had gotten the four seed and Julius Randle were chanting MVP for him. They go into that Hawks series. I remember going on a podcast with John Schmelk and saying, the Knicks are going to win. The Knicks might sweep the Hawks, but they're going to win in five probably. And I was all in, and I loved it, and that team was great. They played defense, and those guys, I mean, from, you know, I was in love with Reggie Bullock, and I'm into it. And then the Knicks teams with Carmelo, I didn't really feel like they had a shot because of LeBron teams. But anytime the Knicks are good, I'm all in. So I'm all in now, too. But I think because we've been so starved for them to be good, that we're now taking it to another level. And when I say we, I'm saying Knicks fans as a whole. And I'm not saying don't be excited. Of course be excited. This is great. This is fun. Jalen Brunson is awesome. Watching these games now feels like fun for the first time in a very long time. But when I'm hearing stuff like Tom Thibodeau saying that the 90s Knicks and Patrick Ewing and Jalen Brunson in the same breath, I mean, that's just, it's insanity. It's total insanity. And Jerry did it before, and I understand what he was saying. But he goes, the best free agent signing the Knicks have ever had in Jalen Brunson. We're talking about a little over a half a season. Now, he has been spectacular. But you can't tell me it's the best free agent signing the Knicks have ever had. He's played half a season. I don't know what the hell is going to happen with him the rest of his career here. I hope he gets better. I hope he wins a playoff series. But it's because we've just been waiting and waiting and waiting. When you get a taste of something positive, you end up taking it too far. So let's stop taking it too far and just take this team for what it is right now, which is one that's on a winning streak, one that's playing great basketball, one that is healthy, giving you a tremendous effort. But it's not the 90s Knicks. This isn't Patrick Ewing's team. This is not a team that you believe could actually win a title, which you did believe with the 90s Knicks, even though they ran into Jordan, even though they ran into the Houston Rockets in 94 and didn't get it done, you believed when that team was on the court that they would win every single game. Got a long way to go with this team. A really long way to go. And if I am saying that, someone who's been as thirsty and as starved and as hungry for the Knicks to be good as just about anybody, it's because I don't want to be let down. And I think part of the reason was, too, was the way I felt going into that playoff series a couple years ago. I mean, I was so convinced that they were going to win that series. They got their asses kicked. And I was saying the same stuff then that I was saying now about the team. Get to the four or five seed, avoid the play-in tournament, win that first round, and then get to the second round, play a competitive second round. That's what I've been talking about this entire time with this team, too. So let's see them take that next step. Let's see them beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. Because... I could see the scenario now where Donovan Mitchell, who was the guy that everybody wanted, and I wanted more than anybody. I saw his dad at, a, at an Islander game, and I was basically crying to him in the, in the UBS arena talking about how his son needed to be a New York Nick, and it didn't happen, and he thought it was going to happen, and how disappointing it was. And Donovan Mitchell's dad works for the New York Mets. That's why he's around here. I think people know that already. But you could end up losing if it's, if it's Cavs-Knicks in the first round. You could end up losing the Donovan Mitchell in the first round. And then what? Then how do you feel about the team? So if you end up beating him, that's a great story. If you end up losing to him, that's a horrendous story. Because you should have had him. You should have been there. He should be here. So things are improving. Think they're playing defense better than most teams in the NBA.
Mitchell Robinson being healthy has been absolutely spectacular. The addition of Josh Hart and what he brings has been great. I've got no issues with this team right now. The issues that I have are comparing them to the 90s Knicks and saying that Jalen Brunson in a half a season is the best free agent that they've ever had. I mean, I, I need to see Jalen Brunson, you know, hit a shot like, you know, the, the magic that Allen Houston did against Miami before I, in a playoff series, in an elimination game, before I start thinking about Jalen Brunson. Have a play in a full season first. We just got it. We just have to relax. Just relax and enjoy it and see where it goes. And maybe they do. Maybe they end up beating the Cleveland Cavaliers, getting to a series against one of the top three teams in the East. And that would be great. And I'd be fired up and I'd feel like, you know, maybe they have a shot. Especially if they end up playing really well in that first round. I mean, that would just be, it would be tremendous. But the, 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 the hyperbole, the over the top Nick stuff right now, I just think is a little too much. Tommy's in Port Washington. What's going on, Tommy? Good morning, Gio. How are you? Great. What's happening, man? What do you got for us? All right. So real quick, look, first of all, I think that we need to put some more positivity into the universe. The collective pessimism will not do anybody any good. But here's what I'm going to say. Just like you can't hold these Knicks in the same regard as the Ewing Knicks, you know, you're bringing up the Randall team from 2020-2021. You had Alfred Payton in the starting lineup, Reggie Bullock, your bigs were Narlins, Noel, and Taj Gibson. Yep. This is a different team. This is a more... Team. Now, I'm not saying to go crazy, but I think that we have a real shot, and I think that if you're not going to compare them to the 90s Knicks, I don't think it's fair to compare this team to the 2021 Knicks. I think this is a better team. Well, I mean, it's the same. It, it, it is a better team, but the reason why I bring it up is they're right around the same seating in the Eastern Conference that they were a couple years ago. Julius Randle was a huge part of that team. He's a huge part of this team, and you got the same coach. So, I mean, that's, that's why I'm comparing it, but they are much better. They are much I better think, this year I, than that team. But, but, whether JB is the best uh, free agent signing, obviously that's that's hyperbole. But the dynamics have changed. The style of game has changed. Julius Randle's not bringing up the ball. He's not dominating the ball like he used to. Um, I think that Randle's putting everyone in a better position to succeed. In the heart acquisition, in, with, with all his intangibles, I mean, you can't say enough about it. I know Reddish is doing well out in Atlanta, and I have my 13-year-old son saying, I still love Cam Reddish, but for this team, he's exactly what we need. <laughs> so you guys were a Reddish truther family? Uh, my son was. My son thinks he knows more than I do, but you know, that's how it goes in my well, house. Well, yeah, right. That's, that's right. what every kid says. Every kid thinks they know more than their dad when they hit like 12 or 13 years old. Every every single time. <laughs> so like, that's the way it's going to be. I actually, I love, I was a Cam Reddish truther as well, Tommy. Like I was, I was all about him getting more minutes and I was really annoyed that Tom Thibodeau didn't put him out there more, but I mean, I can't argue with his rotations. I can't argue with him, you know, paring it down to nine guys and the way that that has worked out, you know, since he started that rotation. It's been, it's been great. So, yeah, it, they're better than they were a couple of years ago. But at the time, you know, like we're tossing around this stuff now, like, oh, you know, Elf, Alfred Payton, he, he stunk. We hated Alfred Payton at the time. That was a good example. But you're saying like Nerlens Noel, you know, and, and, and Reggie Bullock and Alex Burks, like those guys, like, we when when we were talking about them a couple years ago, we loved every one of them except for Alfred Payton. Every one of them we loved. We're like we're getting Tom Thibodeau got the best out of all these guys, and it's a it's a collection of guys that aren't superstars, but they're working their ass off, and we loved them going into that series. So now we're looking back on it, going, "Oh, those guys stunk," but at the time we were not saying those guys stunk. 
So that's why you could go into this playoff series and be like, oh my goodness, you know, Emmanuel Quickly's not ready. R.J. Barrett's missing a ton of shots. Mitchell Robinson in a playoff series isn't the same Mitchell Robinson we saw at the end of the regular season. We could be saying all of those things, too. I just need to see a little bit more. It's, it's, it's not like I'm not fired up for it. But I just feel like we're setting ourselves up again. And for the Knicks, any type of step forward is great. And this, this feels like a huge step forward. But it's not a huge step forward yet. And, and we're going to find out come the postseason if it is or not. Scoop in Brooklyn. What's up, Scoop? Hey, what's up, Gio? Good morning, man. I got a couple of a couple of bones to pick with you. First off, aren't you the same guy who got lost on the Staten Island Highway looking for a voodoo doll just so we could get Zion? <laughs> no, I um, yeah, I am the same guy. I got crystals, by the way, and it was um, it was not in Staten Island. It was in Port Jefferson. But yes, one hundred percent, I got crystals so we could get Zion Williamson. And clearly, I was wrong about that. Yeah, yeah, and listen, listen, of course we're setting ourselves up for, for a letdown, man. Of course the Knicks are going to crash and burn. But let me tell you something, now's not the time for that, man. We slapped up Boston so badly, their star quit. Yo, now's the time to be delusional. Now's the time to dream. Listen, man, you want to talk about crazy comparisons? Clyde Frazier compared them to the 1973 team, man. That's crazy. Yeah. But nonetheless, he did it. I heard him do it. Yes. So all I'm saying is this. I, I basically agree with you. I don't think this is a championship team. But listen, man, we Knicks fans, we get kicked around on a, on a yearly basis. Now's the time to dream. You should not bring us down. I want you to dream with us, bro. <laughs> Have a good day. Yeah, all right, Scoop. Great call. I love the line, now's the time to be delusional. I mean, that's the way I felt about the Jets and the Giants this past year. I was like, why not? I mean, with those teams playing so well and both of them are on track for the playoffs, and obviously the Jets fell apart. But that, I felt I felt like that with them. But this, this to me, it's just, I don't, when you have, when you've been so beaten down, you go one of two ways. There's a fork in the road when you've been beaten down. And Scoop, even though he was kind of like on the fence a little bit more. But the, the previous caller, Tommy in Port Washington, he went down the pure positivity route because he's been beaten down so much. So he's getting a taste of something positive, And now he's just lapping it up. It's just big ass spoonfuls of this just every single day. Give it to me. Feed it to me. I need an IV of Knicks basketball. And then there's those of us like me that are cautiously optimistic and don't feel like getting kicked in the face again. So I'm enjoying it, but I'm not saying I'm not comparing them to the championship teams of the 70s. I'm not comparing them to the 1990s, Nick. You can't do that yet. I mean, it's just, it's, we are, it's the, what did they used to call that? The Trump derangement syndrome back in the day? Like, there's a Nick's derangement syndrome that goes on with the fan base. And I, I'm, I am right there with them most of the time. And I'm not telling you to go to the games and like be like, oh man, like this is going to fall apart or turn on MSG and be like, oh man, this is going to fall apart. No, just let's keep it going. Prove it to me. Prove it to me. Keep doing it. And yeah, you beat up on the Celtics. That was great. There was no Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum ended up getting ejected in that game. Beating the Nets in the way that they did is awesome. I was laughing my ass off last night watching this because it was just, it's just great. 
to see where the Nets were and all the Net fans crowing and Durant and Irving came here and blah, 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 were taking over the town. And for that to be just a complete and utter dumpster fire disaster. And now the Knicks moving up the standings and not losing and Jalen Brunson. I mean, you think about you want to talk about the best free agent signing in Knicks history in one breath. How about the fact that that Jalen Brunson in a little over a half a season has had more of an impact on the New York Knicks positively than Durant, Irving, Harden, and Ben Simmons had in Brooklyn. And I, I will stand by that. And I understand that the Kevin Durant, you know, they've gone to the playoffs and, and this team has not showed themselves in the playoffs yet. But you can't tell me that out of all those guys, you know, who has been the one who has really, really provided some positivity and really feels like they have changed some things. Jalen Brunson has. Kevin Durant was supposed to. Kyrie Irving was supposed to, but it was a major failure. So, yeah, watching the Nets last night get slapped around was great. And I don't have it as much, like, hatred for them now because they're just like a jersey and a team that's hanging around in New York. Like, that's really... That's really what they are. I don't, I don't, I don't think about them anymore. I just, I watched them get crushed last night and I laughed, but I've got no ill will to any, on anybody on that team at all. The only issues that I have are the Nets fans that just would not shut their mouths during the Durant nerving tenure, thinking they were going to own the world. Those, that's the issue that I have. And the, and the, and the slapping of the Nick fan around would was totally undeserved. And, and now you look like idiots. So maybe you get back there, maybe relevance in the next 10 years is possible, but good luck. Mickey in the Bronx, what's up, Mickey? Mickey! All right. Mike at Tom's River, what's going on, Mike? Hey, how you doing, Gio? What's happening, baby? What do you got, Mike? I got like this. What you said before is exactly what scares me. What you said that the Knicks play a harder defense than everybody else is the reason why they fell apart all the year when they were in the playoffs. Because nobody plays defense in the regular season. Tom Thibodeau is a nut, and he makes them play defense like crazy. So they overachieve in the regular season. Then they get to the playoffs, and when teams actually play, then it's like, oh, there's other teams playing, and we stick. So that's exactly what scares me as a Knicks fan. Like you said, there's no way I am falling for this team again. I don't believe in Tom Thibodeau. I gotta wait till they at least wait one round, and they have a lot, a lot to prove. Mitchell Robinson, you know, he's gonna get hurt. He doesn't play more than ten games in a row, anyway. You know, they, 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 they're the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, the Jets, the Mets, the Knicks—they're always gonna screw up. Yeah, so there's always gonna be something that happens. Right, right, absolutely. And if you just look—I mean, just look this past year, Mike. I mean, for crying out loud, the Jets were on the track for the playoffs, completely fell apart. The Mets had a 101 season, had an opportunity to win the division, get swept by the Braves, go into the wild card round, get killed by the Padres, two out of three. So, I mean, the Knicks right now have not had that negative moment yet, but you feel like it might happen. But getting into the playoffs and winning a round would be satisfactory. It would. I mean, even if they got swept in the second round, it would be satisfactory if they were able to do that. Now, as far as the you know playing defense, not playing defense, the, the Knicks did not lose that series to the Hawks because the Hawks played great defense. The reason the Hawks won that series was Trey Young was out of control, hitting every shot. Bogdanovich was great. They just hit a million. Herder was hitting threes. Everybody was hitting threes. And Julius Randle curled up and was just like done. Like, uh, that's what happened. He was horrendous. Couldn't carry the team anymore. 
And those guys were shooting the lights out. So it wasn't like the, the Atlanta Hawks all of a sudden had this, like, you know, they were smothering defense. But, I mean, my Lord, you know, that was just, that was the pure embarrassment. Joe in Manhattan. What's up, Joe? What's up, buddy? Hey, man. I just want to tell you that I think that these Knicks are actually on par, if not better, than the Knicks of the mid-90s. Come on. Come on. Really? But, all right. Ex- no, ex- no. Explain to me how. I'm willing to listen. Explain to me how. All right. So you look at these Knicks now with Brunson, mm-hmm. right? And back then you had either Ward or Childs. Yeah. Okay, Brunson, I'll... I'll Outscores the both of them, okay? You, okay. You look at Quentin Grimes. Yep. You look at at Josh Hart. He he plays better than than what's the guy at at a Spreewell than a Spreewell did. Well, what you're right? talking about Spreewell was late '90s Knicks, though. Spreewell was you know that the team that ended up going to the finals in '99 against the Spurs. That was Spreewell. I mean, we're talking about like '94. You know, Patrick Ewing wasn't even in. He was hurt during that. That run there in '99, but like we're talking about the 1994 team that won the Eastern Conference Finals and then even lost to the that team. What's that? Even if you look at that team with John Starks, look, Starks was was a streaky player, but if you look at Grimes and Josh Hart, I think that they could outplay John Starks. <laughs> now, um, in terms of defense, I'm not going to say that they're better, but in terms of offense, you look at Randall; he he would outscore Johnson. Yeah, I mean, listen, they, all these guys offense, the though, you got you got to stop. Hold on. You got first of all, you got to stop with the outscoring. Everybody outscores everybody now than they did in the 90s. The games don't even look the same. I mean, a basketball game in the mid 90s was like, you know, 96 to 88. And then the Knicks scored 140 goddamn points last night. It's not the same game. So outscoring, whatever, we're talking about a team. And you had a legit top 50 NBA player and a Hall of Famer in Patrick Ewing leading that team. And all those guys were so tough. I mean, we're talking about Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley. John Starks, when he was on, was great. Obviously, he choked in one of the biggest moments in Knicks history. But, I mean, that team, you can't you can't go player to player and be like, you know, Josh Hart is better than this guy, or like Quentin Grimes was. Quentin Grimes is not even like a. I mean, he's a part of this team. He's an important part of this team. But I mean, like, you, you can't tell me that the '90s Knicks aren't as good as this team. And the first thing that comes out of your mouth, and the second thing that comes out of your mouth is Quentin Grimes. It's not the way it works. I mean, they, they, you think that this Knicks team is better than you, your memory is shot? Then, I mean, they played really well, but there weren't in you know in the '90s. There was one team that was always better than them in the Bulls. And then obviously they had their issues with the Pacers and Reggie Miller as well. But you did, the gap wasn't that large. You felt like they were right there with those teams. I mean, epic series against those teams. Right now, if this Knicks team goes up against the Milwaukee Bucks, or they go up against the Sixers, or they go up against the Celtics, they're in a playoff series, they're probably going to get smacked around. That 90s Knicks team, they never got smacked around. Ever. So th- this is exactly what I'm talking about. Clyde Frazier saying this is like 1973. Joe in Manhattan saying that they're, they're better than the 90s Knicks. You guys are just, you, you, you forget. You, you just completely forget what it was like. And I don't blame you because we've gone through hell. Some of the worst teams you've ever seen. 
You know, guys like Mike Sweetney and Jerome James and just it's horrible. You know, the Marbury years. It's just it's uh, the pits. But we're here now and you got to take it for what it is, which is it's fun. It's it's winning basketball. It gives you something to watch at night. They're, this is not Patrick Ewing's Knicks. Quickly, Mark and Palisades. What's going on, Mark? Jay, how you doing, bud? Great. What do you got for us? So uh, we got six VIP tickets. My wife got them. Uh, <laughs> oh, them. Big wow. Fans. Big fans. Listen every day. My wife, not so much. So now she's listening today. I got her watching it. And uh, what we got no boomer. Jerry leaves. She's yeah. probably like, you're talking Knicks. You're born hell. <laughs> I mean, you need to pick it up a little bit. But I tell her, I'm like, oh, they're talking about pooping in a box and all this other stuff. It's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, yeah, well, right. Of, well, listen, yeah, of course. I mean, it's a little bit harder to talk about pooping in a box when no one else is here. You know, and I was like, I it was one of those things where I knew if I started off the hour with pooping in a box that Spike Eskin would come in here and be like, listen, what are you doing? So he's like, you're, you're by yourself and you're giving me pooping in a box. Trust me, you know what this show know, is. Man. It's a it's a balance between the sports and everything else. You're going to have a great time. I'm so happy that you got the VIP yeah, tickets. Can't wait. Can't and wait. Um, I say hi to Mar- Margaret and Pearl River and Louie Ups. All right. See you there. All right. See you there, man. Make sure you come up and say hi. We'll take a picture afterwards, and uh, we appreciate you yeah. listen, listening every day. VIP tickets, obviously, to Boomer and Geo Live on Friday, April 7th. That's what we're talking about. And uh, you've got another opportunity to get those VIP tickets tomorrow at 8 a.m. And then you also have the general admission tickets as well that you can get. So tomorrow at 8 a.m. will give you another opportunity for the VIP tickets and the general admission tickets WFAN.com slash live. They go quick. The fact that Mark there got six of them like that is is insane. And by the way, tell your wife who's not into the show or that we're not going to sit up there and talk about Patrick Ewing on this WFAN Boomer and Geo live situation. It's going to be pure entertainment from start to finish. It's not we're not sitting up there and doing sports talk. And we're going to actually bring a colo guard box for Al. Yes, right. And, and he's, he's, he's going gonna to poop in He's going to poop in it and we're going to mail stage, it. Yeah. yeah, we're going to mail it. We're going to have a UPS guy right there to take it right off the stage. And we'll get that poop tested for Al to see how his colon's doing. But yeah, no, it's going to be it's going to be great. So it's and the idea was really because when we do these remotes and everybody shows up, you have to serve two audiences. You've got the people that are there. And when you play to the crowd, the crowd loves it. But then those who are listening on the radio, they like that sucks for them because we're playing to the crowd. Then when we do a radio segment like I just did here, like a sports talk segment, the people in the crowd are bummed out, but the people on the radio like it. So why not eliminate that and just play to the people in the room? So that's what we're going to do. And it's um, I, I think it's going to be a tremendous success. I think so. Just me personally. We sold out in two minutes, and Dan and Carteret didn't even get a ticket. That's how quick it sold out. Wow. And I don't think he's going to get a ticket come tomorrow either. With his, got with a his, shot. With his, with his fat sausage fingers. His Vienna sausage fingers that he's got. He can't, can't do it quick enough. Spike's rooting against him, too. Spike doesn't want him to get a ticket. He's rooting against him. There seems to be a bit of a growing rift there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's growing. Day by day. Boomer and Geo 
on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomer's at Casa de Campo. Jerry is on his way to Newark Airport. Chris Lepresti is here with me with another update and moment of the day. What is happening there, CeeLo? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. So pregame last night or earlier in the evening, Tom Thibodeau unprompted. As Gia was just discussing last hour, we discussed earlier on in the show, brought up the late 90s Knicks as it pertains to his current team as far as their work ethic and leadership go. Well, they then went out and had their way with the Nets, especially in quarter number one. Shot clock turned off. Josh Hart drives down the lane, running layup, banks it in. Final seconds, Dinwiddie from half court to the count of it goes, off the mark, and the Knicks explode out of the gate. 47 points. That's Mike Breen wrapping it up on MSG as they went to the first quarter break. The Knicks threw up another 34 points in the second quarter. It was 81-58 at the half on their way to an easy 142-118 victory. So they're now 2-for-2 against the Nets uh, post-KD and Kyrie trades. Jalen Brunson, 30 of his 39 points in the first half. And uh, rocking the Patrick Kane Rangers jersey before and after. Uh, Julius Randle really wanted no part of that conversation post-game as uh, Brunson talked about how he had admired Kane from afar and his time living in Chicago and they were winning all the Stanley Cups. So you've got the Garden vibes going right now for both teams. Seven in a row for the Knicks. Here was Brunson on why things have clicked. By playing together, playing off each other, you know, like I said, we have a lot of confident guys on this team. So, uh, you know, when it hits the ball, we know we trust it, that they're going to make the right play. Brunson on MSG afterwards from head coach Tom Thibodeau. He admitted this was just one of those nights where no matter what, they didn't seem to miss. You know, we've been on that side of it too. Where- you know the teams get hot. Sometimes you, they challenge well, and you, and you got but you have good rhythm. And if you have good rhythm, you make. They made quite a bit. Ended up with season highs in points and threes. Twenty of them on thirty-five attempts. All five starters in double figures, plus another fifteen off the bench from Emmanuel quickly. On the other side of things, you got Jacques Vaughn's team is obviously struggling to give up one hundred forty-two points uh, to your crosstown uh, team. That hurts. And it should hurt. They have lost four in a row, six out of eight. They will play the Celtics tomorrow night. The Knicks will be in Miami uh, on Friday. And as far as the Celtics go, just as the next, the Nets' next opponent, I should say, they beat the Cavs Wednesday, 117-113. A battle between Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell as Tatum went for 41, 11 rebounds and eight assists. Mitchell led all scores in that game with 44. You also had Kevin Durant's son's debut for Phoenix last night, 23 points across 27 minutes, and his new teammate, Devin Booker at 37 as the Suns beat the Hornets 105-91. Mentioned the excitement surrounding the Rangers. Well, they had to play last night in advance of the Patrick Kane debut. And they played two men short again. 11 forwards, five defensemen, but still found their way past the Flyers. Parasenko moves in. Parasenko shoots and scores! It's a winner for Vladimir Tarasenko! Rangers win it! Sam Rosen on MSG. Vlad Tarasenko had assists on goals for Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider and then scored the game winner there in OT. His first multi-point game since coming over in the trade from St. Louis. And now we get set for Kane's Rangers debut tonight at home against Ottawa. Here was Jacob Truba 
ready for his team to get everyone on track. For the Garden, we're pretty excited. So I uh, think looking forward to getting him in, in mixed in with the team and finally meeting him and getting things underway. I feel like uh, last couple of weeks have been a little bit of a whirlwind with parts moving and all that kind of stuff, but it'll be nice to settle in and have our team and move forward. As for the Devils, they continue to play winning hockey as we get our guy Matt Lachlan involved here on the show today. Graves with it along the goal line, skates behind the net, floats one through the crease, and they score! Dawson Mercer takes the pass from Ryan Graves, and the Devils lead 6-4. to four. Matt Lachlan, Devils hockey. You want to avoid them in the first round, right? Well, ideally, but it looks like that's very real possibility of that not happening. No, I, know. I mean, listen, from a from an, a, an excitement standpoint around these parts, it would be great because both teams are having strong seasons. Both teams are loaded with talent. Obviously, the rivalry. But yeah, from a Rangers standpoint, I mean, it's no it's no easy series in round. I mean, none of them really would be. But you certainly don't want the young up and coming Devils to take you down when you've kind of <sighs> gone all in here on finding a way. I mean, that would be as bad as it, it gets. Would be rough. Well, would- I mean. I have seen them lose a, an overtime series decider to the Devils in 2012 mm-hmm. and sent the Devils to the Stanley Cup final, Adam Henrique. So. Yeah. Was that what it, No, that was... What was the Jaguar year where the Devils played the Ducks? You remember that? Yeah, that was, I want to say, 2003. Yeah, that was, a, that, that, a I, that was the, the one Stanley Cup final I went yeah. to was the... Jiggy Jaguar year. Yes, Jaguar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the Rangers had their, not had their way, but at the best of the Devils in the 90s, of course, 94-97, both, both times Eastern Conference Final. But since then, playoff-wise, it's been a lot of Devils over the Rangers. So right now, as it sets up, it would be them in the first round, but the Devils are also flirting with first place here in the division, which could change things. So we've got, what, five, six weeks to go. The good thing is, you know, both teams, for the most part, have been playing well. And for the Devils last night, an eventual 7-5 win over the Avalanche. You heard the Dawson Mercer goal there. He's got goals in seven consecutive games, which is a new team record. And New Jersey up to 40-15-5, as I mentioned, just one point out of first place as the Hurricanes lost to Vegas last night, 3-2. to Joe Shane on NFL Network from the Scouting Combine this morning, furthering the Daniel Jones conversation. Delayed start to negotiations as Jones, of course, went through his agency chain. He asked me to, to give him a little bit of time after our exit interviews at the end of the season. So, you know, I kind of gave him his space. And then once he, you know, he decided to part ways with his previous uh, agency, uh, things ramped up pretty quick with his, his new group. Which has led to a very active week out in Indianapolis. We've had productive talks throughout this week. You know, we met Monday, Tuesday. We met yesterday with them. And we'll, we'll continue to, to talk and see if we can get something done before Tuesday. And that is the deadline for the franchise tag. Shane recognizes the clock is ticking now. You're starting to feel the time crunch a little bit. I wish we were a little bit closer on a deal uh, than what we are right now, but again, there's there's still time. Uh, we're going to circle back up again today at some point and, and meet with his representatives. And again, Daniel played well this year. We'd like to have him back. So they've been busy this week. They've been getting after it, and uh, throughout the process, Shane, Shane has tried to make sure they keep personal and professional separate. This is his first time going through free agency, and I just tell him like, you got there's a business side to this too that you haven't been exposed to, so just understand like it's going to get worse before it gets better and we'll, we'll, we'll find a way to bridge the gap and it doesn't change the way we feel about you so take out any type of personal or emotional and let's figure out a deal that works for both sides yeah i mean this is another one of those things sort of like the patrick kane trade where you knew it was going to happen you just didn't know exactly when yeah. and all the details i mean there's there's just no way that he's not playing for this team next year and i, I do think they'll come to a long-term deal but if they don't, then it'll end up being the franchise tag, and that'll be fine. It'll stink for him, but it'll be fine for the Giants, and then they'll have to figure it out after that. But 
I mean, it's just this to me. Like, we have no idea what the hell is going to happen with the Jets. I really have no clue how that's going to end. But clearly, Daniel Jones is going to be back. It's just this is just we're just wasting time with that. And Shane know? essentially said as much the other day. It was just a matter of, like you said, from a financial standpoint, what's it going to be? And if it's the franchise tag, it impacts what they can do around him here as they head towards free agency. Yeah, I mean, and that's the big part of it because that's all guaranteed, and they want to add to the team, and that that that's going to be what they don't want. If, if he had, both sides do not want the franchise tag, so that's why I think there's motivation there to get the long term deal done. Yep. Spring training baseball today: Mets in Port St. Lucie against the Braves. You get a number of regulars in the lineup, including a two through six and McNeil, Lindor, Alonzo, Escobar, and Canna. Cookie Carrasco on the mound. The Yankees are in Bradenton against the Pirates. Maybe we won't get this in the 2023 regular season, save for a bunch of injuries. But maybe down the road somewhere, you've got Oswaldo Cabrera at third, Oswald Peraza at short, and Anthony Volpe at second. So if you're into the Yankee prospects and the youngsters, you can take a look at that game today. Volpe will lead off, followed by Cabrera. Um, I'm kind of out of time, so I guess we'll do moment of the day. Sure. I mean, if you want to add one more thing, it's fine. It's okay. Would you like Aaron Judge talking his yeah. favorite TV show, or would you like oh. Taylor Lewan explaining why the Titans dumped his stuff in garbage bags? I was going to say no to the Aaron Judge thing. is usually boring, but now I kind of want to hear what his favorite TV show is. Okay. So uh, I'm not sure which game this was from, but this was an ESPN broadcast where they interviewed him mid-game, and they referenced the answer he gave when asked to name his favorite TV show, and he said Looney Tunes. Yeah, you know what? I felt like I was on Jeopardy or something. They keep catching me off guard with these questions they bring. You know, they're simple, easy questions, but in the moment, you know, I need, a, I, need I think I need the pitch clock, you know, so I can speed up a little bit. All right, so low-hanging fruit with the pitch clock joke. He got into how he loved watching Saturday cartoons as a kid. Looney Tunes, the whole bit. So then the quick follow-up from the uh, broadcast team was, all right, what was your favorite character? You know, Bugs Bunny, you know. Daffy Duck kind of pissed me off every now and then. <laughs> what, what, what did Daffy do to you? Uh, he was always messing with bugs. Man. He you was always messing with yeah. bugs. I'm with you. Wouldn't have uh, pegged Aaron Judge as a Looney Tunes guy, maybe from his childhood. But well, it has to. Maybe well, from his if he's still watching did I it. Say maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would. I would hope so. I guess I meant maybe from the standpoint of he's answering through the lens of his childhood. Yeah. Right. I want to know what his, his favorite TV show is now. Right. That's what all I want. All the options that are out there. Yeah. And give me a little insight into what he's right. what he's doing. So they put him on the spot, and instead of choosing his current, he just went back to launch back. It's probably to like someone like This Is Us or something, you know? Like yeah, that's over now, though. Yeah, but he just some like very ordinary network TV show. Sitting down with the wife. Yeah, yeah. Like oh man, I really love those Mike and Molly reruns. <laughs> you know, something like that is just super boring and not interesting at all. Yeah, that's that's exactly where well, he at least would he go. Said pissed off into an open mic. That's, I know that's a right. That's a step in the right direction for Judge as far as being a little bit more edgy, but not so much. All right, moment of the day brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Money! Goes without saying, those of us who work these early hours rely heavily on caffeine at times. Probably not to this extent, though. By the way, uh, here's the audio from your guy, Matthew Mayer, the Illinois guard. Mm. You're talking with the caffeine issue. Meyer, sorry, okay. It was a 50-50 shot, and I lost. Uh, Here was, in his own words, what went on with uh, the caffeine situation. I've actually been sick the last few days. I had caffeine poisoning. I literally had uh, six monsters the day of the game. I only had one before, but I had five after because I like a caffeine-induced euphoria to play video games in. All right. Tough life for these college athletes after the game. 
<laughs> this, I just imagine this is the type of doofus that Sabrina's going to bring home at some point when she's 18 years old. I just picture. Uh, uh, hey, Mr. G. Uh, uh, caffeine poisoning. Uh, uh. God. And you'll have to deal with that. Not I'm once, but twice. I'm scared to death over that whole thing. I mean, you have boys. I am. I, I can't. I am just scared to death. And I know that there's some dads who are very lucky and, you know, their their daughters will end up with maybe a boyfriend in high school that they really like, was really motivated, and it ends sure, up it working happens. out. Yep. But a lot of the time it does not. And, and Sabrina's personality at this point, she is a pure maniac. So she can, I, she without a doubt, is going to attract probably not that person that I'm hoping for. Maybe not, though, right? Because opposites attract. So if she's a maniac, maybe you'll get a nice, calm, polite well-behaved, respectful. Yeah, what are the percentage? Gee, look, think about yourself and all your high school friends. What was the main goal at that age? Yeah, yeah I know. Well, that's the reason. Yeah, nobody's right. I mean, this is I'm so fearful of this. But this, instead of like enjoying her at five years old, I'm already ruining that. Thinking about what she's going to be like as a teenager and bringing home these idiots. Yeah, but, see, that's no good. Yeah, I got to stop. That. I mean, it's you, you can't. There's nothing you can do to avoid that. So I might as well cherish these years as much as you yeah, can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's because true. Jerry says the whole point of life is to die. So don't think about that. <laughs> right. It is true. We do. My wife and I try to remind ourselves of that as uh, our boys are also maniacs and lunatics. And we're like, well, I, you know, the other way around with the girls, everything's usually nice and calm at this stage. And then you pay for it down the road. So we're hoping it'll be the reverse for us. But it sounds like you're maybe getting it on both ends. So. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. See, that's what's going on. Yeah. Oh, man. She yelled, Sabrina yelled at my mother-in-law the other day because she, she's combing her hair like crazy, right? My mother-in-law just gets trucked by Sabrina. Just like those not... Your daughter's combing your mother-in-law's hair. Yes. Rough, rough. Like, like, yeah, and okay. then putting bows in her hair All and right. stuff and like... And he calls her Nana. So she's like, and then she's just finally, she's finally she had enough. This was going on like for a half an hour. She's covered in bows and ripping her hair out. And so I'm just she's like, a good sport. Right. She's a good sport. So finally she's like, she's like, I've had enough. So she stands up. She's like, Sabrina, stop it. And Sabrina goes, Nana, do you want to be old or do you want to be fancy? <laughs> <laughs> and they points did. at her face. I'm like, what are you? Yeah. They come up with these things and you want, like, where did, where would you even figured out how to come up do with you that? you want to be old or do you want to be fancy? <laughs> like, yeah, not young. Fancy. Right, right. Right. <laughs> she knew young was not an option, but we could at least fancy you up a little uh, bit. What was like, the response? She's like, what? Do I want to be what? That's not nice. Come oh, on. Man. Uh, all right, CeeLo, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, sounds good. All right, coming up next, Boomer versus Evan Roberts on social media. And you know what this is about if you saw the video yesterday. Boomer Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomer's down in the Dominican Republic, but he's still keeping up with what's going on here at the radio station as Evan Roberts posted a video yesterday of him shooting a free throw. But you know, really what the story was was him walking to the camera looking the way he did because he is... Well, let's just say he's the biggest I've ever seen him. Now, I, I don't want people to go back, back, back. I mean, I'm not hitting that, but the boomer does this to me all the time, and I feel bad, and the fat shaming stuff, and I'm actually in a good groove here, and I've lost a bunch of weight, and, like, now it's, for me, now I'm, like, the judgy guy. But I don't, I don't want to do that with Evan because maybe he doesn't care. Right now, at this point in his life, he doesn't care. 
And he's just like, and he's eating all this stuff that Craig brings in. They have an ice cream every day. And he's got the father-in-law as a chef in the house making fat, him, fat, fat. you know, huevos rancheros, you know, six times a week. It's just, it's a tough spot. And I, and I understand. And he's gotten a little bit out of control with it. And clearly, it, maybe this is his low moment. This is his low point. But Boomer actually did not make a comment on Twitter about Evan's weight. He made a comment about his free throw shooting. And he did the Boomer loves it emoji. So he did like the exploding head emoji and said, you know, oof and NARP and everything else. So then Evan challenges Boomer to a free throw shooting contest, which to me is stupid on his part. But he's he's confident. So Boomer goes, oof, uh, blow up head emoji, hashtag NARP, which has just got all of the Boomer things on Twitter, like, you know, hashtags and emojis and whatever. So then it says, uh, free throw competition. This is Evan's response. Free throw competition. This NARP will take your much more athletic ass down, which also sounds very much like Evan. These guys are really on brand, the two of these guys. So... Uh, do you think Boomer would want to participate in this? I, I, he's probably going to be like, I don't have time for this, man. Yeah, he will not participate. Yeah, like, I'm not taking the bait on this. I don't want any part of this. And here's a video on CBS Sports Network of Evan shooting the free throw. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's he, he really, I, I'm not the most athletic guy. He is so much less athletic than, than I am. Apparently, he plays pickleball, too, which I played again last night. But I'd like to see him out there on that pickleball court. But Boomer doesn't need to prove anything to Evan Roberts. You know, and I don't even know, like, I, the video got a bunch of views, but did it get a bunch of views because everybody, like, wanted to see, because they were talking about how bad he looked. And Tommy Lugauer yesterday was just murdering him in this video. Just murdering him. It's like, yeah, you're fat as hell, man. It's disgusting. Look at you. Fat, fat, fat. You pig. It was like, whoa. It's like, that's just not, that's not nice. Come on. And then C-Mac was, you know, he was like, yeah, you're fat, Evan. It said, uh, Tommy's like, you're fat, Evan. And C-Mac's come on, come on, stop. He's not fat. He's a little bit overweight, but he's not fat. But yeah, it was a tough one for Evan. When I work with him, you know, it was a long time ago, and I fluctuate. I'm up and down. I've been 178 pounds. I've been 253 pounds. But Evan was not a fluctuator. He was always the same weight for a very long time. He lost a bunch of weight when he was working out with that uh, Stephen Howard Beach and then he used to eat so healthy when I was working with him and Joe. Joe would have the same freaking thing. He would have this blueberry muffin in the coffee every single day. And then Evan would have egg whites and stuff. And he was thin. But now, not so much. And like the, we got a, one thing that I think that we have to stop doing with sports talk stuff. And we don't do this. It's like the, when we decide to be athletic and film these things, like Al is going to shoot these threes. And that that'll be that'll be funny because Al is but like if Boomer's shooting free throws against Evan, I mean is that funny? I don't know. And then you see a lot of these sports talk shows because it's combine time, there's nothing else to talk about. Everybody does the combine, like, oh I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna I mean we probably did that too at some point. But it's like it's just it's like this fallback thing that is has gotten into sports talk. Well, for Boomer, if Boomer ch- goes up against Evan and Boomer loses, that's a win for Evan. If Boomer beats Evan, that's no big deal. Yeah. Like it's nothing on Evan if he loses the Boomer. Nothing to lose, exactly. It's like when you have these rivalries, like the in-state, like this will be a good example for Eddie. Like Penn State didn't want to renew the rivalry with Pitt because if they lost, 
it would be a disaster for them. But if Pitt won and beat Penn State, it would be a huge deal. But if Penn State just beat Pitt, it was just taking care of business. So they never want to renew that rivalry, and finally they did. Same situation with Evan and Boomer. If Boomer loses to Evan, that's a disgrace. He's never going to hear the end of it. But if Boomer wins, she's like, okay, yeah, Boomer won. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if you, and you want to, you want to get a hold of Evan and talk to him about his diet and stuff. I heard you say yes. I would like to just have him eliminate certain items from his diet ingredient list. Yeah, and I like I, which which I have done, but you've never you my fattest. You never offered that for me. But you're offering it for him, which I find interesting. You know what? I, I think the thing is, when you see people every day, you never... Like when Jerry talks about being heavy, I don't look at Jerry and think he's heavy. But maybe if I didn't see him every day, like I don't see Evan every day, and then you see the video, I think that... <laughs> I think a very thin Evan. Yeah, it's true. There was pictures of me and Jerry from Atlanta, that Atlanta Super Bowl, where both of us... I, I had not noticed Jerry being heavy, but then when I saw that those pictures from Atlanta, I was like, wow. We were both thin, really thin. But, yeah, I mean, it, when he walks to the camera there, it's, it's, it's borderline shocking. And I don't, I don't want to be mean. I just because I know him as a thin guy. So, I mean, the, he, the Craig influence on him with not just the talk show stuff, but now, like, the eating stuff. Fat, fat, fat. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, he went into the Craig Carton cocoon and came out fatter and more vulgar that craig carton cocoon is catered (laughs) seriously you know instead of coming out as a butterfly he came out this more awkward vulgar fat guy what this is not the transformation i was looking for you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.